The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute provides educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for K-12, first-person curriculum with video, Discovering Heroes book series for kids, and a speaker's bureau with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. A high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer that transforms into an interactive museum with artifacts and Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships for exemplary high school students of program recipients preparing for college. Never forget, donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, this is episode 56. Well, I mean, if you're from Houston, obviously the the most no- iconic 56 in, in Houston sports is uh, Brian Cushing, but <laughs> that's the, the Houston Texan. I literally saw this man freaking slam his face into somebody's helmet. He also had some steroids things going on for him, but that, that I just that's my highlight of his was the fact that he headbutted a guy with a helmet on when he had no helmet on. Like the man had zero regard for himself. Damn. Yeah, it was it was quite the thing. But anyways, the you know, so this just happened and we're like literally like we're you know, I'm setting everything up for for the for this episode. And DC United got Yo Gotti in their ownership group. Damn. Wow. You, you got no, quite, I'm quite the no, I'm, I'm, I mean, quite the positive I mean, I'm, shock. <laughs> well, the positive shock because I'm like, that's pretty cool though. Like a lot of uh, a lot of like rappers, musicians, uh, former footballers, you like just starting to invest, you know, in MLS, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's just crazy because I mean, Mark Ingram, who who's a running back for the Houston Texans, well, running back, well, came out of Alabama, so I'm sure Spencer obviously knows who Mark Ingram is, but um, you know, played for the New Orleans Saints, then went to the Baltimore Ravens, and now he's. He's with the Houston Texans. Um, he's also a part of that ownership group with DC United. But that is just that's pretty cool, though, for Yo Gotti to be just, just uh, yeah. That's that's just pretty cool. Hopefully, we get to see a little bit more. Now, I know Atlanta United has support of some Atlanta rappers. I don't know if they're part of the ownership group specifically. Like I know Waka Flocka is like like a diehard uh, Atlanta United fan. I know Lil John's made some appearances over there. Um, like I know the Atlanta rappers are fans of the Atlanta United. I just don't know if they have any like financial stake in Atlanta United. If that makes any sense. But it's just pretty cool that you're seeing like celebrities getting involved with these teams. And hey, were you there? Yeah, I'm here. 
Okay, I was supposed to say, I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, did you did you take some li- swift lifestyles before this? Because I mean, I did not. I did, I was trying to avoid that because I did not want to be awake real late. You know what I mean? All right, well, I need you to <laughs> need you to perk it up here, boy, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Your Gotti's now with with uh, DC United. But yeah, man, we do have quite the episode for you. We have back-to-back interviews. Well, last week, obviously, we had Paul Banks from After Extra Time. Well, now we have the other member of After Extra Time. Uh, founder Stuart Kavanaugh is going to... Uh, we are have an interview with him in this episode. Obviously, we'll do our headlines, give you guys our debate topic, um, do our game recaps. I think some really... These game recaps, I think, are going to be really good, too. Uh, announce our players of the week and uh, let you know some good games are coming up uh, this weekend. And, of course, wrap things up with a three up, three down. That I think is going to be a little bit funny. It's a topic that, honestly, I kind of wanted to use at some point. I just didn't know when. And uh, I said, hey, when, why not now? So, And, honestly, the inspiration came from just, like, me and I were, like, you know, we just finished. First of all, Big win, 10-1 uh, in our first <laughs> game of the season. Um, actually, with this episode drops, we'll be going into our second game of, that, of our new season. Um, so, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, uh, but yeah, coming off a big win and kind of like on our way back home, uh, I don't know why I decided to start reading reviews of the place we play at. And I thought it'd be, you know, it, that, that kind of like sparked my inspiration to, okay, so three up, three down is going to be reviews. Like Yelp, Google, and all that crap. You know, people that take time to do reviews. Which, to be fair, man, <laughs> I don't think I've ever done a review of anything. Like, I've never reviewed, like, a, a place. I mean, I guess technically once, and that was, because, uh, like, a, the, the dentist I go to, and that's only because, like, they asked me to. And it wasn't because, they, like, honestly, like, well, ever can tell you, I hate the dentist. Like, like my, commi- my commitment to oral hygiene is really good compared to most people. And it's not because I care about my teeth. It's because I hate going to the dentist and I hate knowing that I have to do something like, Oh, you got a cavity crap. I hate that. So I actually take good care of my, I actually floss and use mouthwash and all that stuff. So I don't have to deal with the dentist. I actually go, I actually go to the dentist three, uh, four times out of the year. That's how much I hate the dentist is that I want to make sure my teeth are so good that I don't have to put up with the crap from a dentist. <laughs> Like you gotta admit that's a that's commitment, <laughs> but but yeah. So like I just thought it was funny to like just there's some reviews that are just really comical, and then there's some that are just kind of like you really had to really put it all out there like that, you know. I guess one to just say I had a terrible experience and that's it. But when you go in detail, I think is is one of the more funnier things that were. The which one? With reviews. <clears throat> well, like like say okay, the food I had was not good, but that's it. That like. That's all I know. I need to know. The food wasn't good. But like the person like, yeah, as I entered upon this area, like, you know, giving you like a whole story of how their whole experience going into this location. I I woke up today. (laughs) Like this started the story. I woke up today. All stories start out as waking up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I was awake. (laughs) I was awake. (laughs) But yeah. I woke. So there is that. So we'll, we'll get going with this show. Um, it's, it's going to be a good one. So, all right. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. You guys are going to listen to an ad and we'll get going with this show. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that Jersey. Where did you get it? 
Thanks. I got it at Fanatics.com. What's Fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we are back. Once again, man, take good advantage of those great partners of ours. Links are in the bios on our Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. Make sure you guys take full advantage of those great partners of ours so, well, we can get some money and maybe maybe make a, a real job out of this. Because uh, I do not want to keep working at Target. <laughs> yeah. He's been having bad experiences there. Well, not, not terrible. I think it's just because like right now we've just been been like so completely like booked. Like, well, not booked, but like just right now the workload is a little bit too much to handle right now. I think that's what it is. Especially because like they're limiting hours right now. So so there's also that. So, you know, economics, basic, terrible economics. Anyways. All right. So we're going to start things off with, man, this story took over the internet when it comes to the soccer world. Like it, it was very comical, but at the same time, kind of, it wasn't one of those things that it was like, oh my God, like, you know, oh, you know, like the, the, the story about like the, 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 the guy that owned the team so his son could play on the team. Like this was one of those oh, things where like, yeah. like this, this is a whole complete story. And it, obviously if you guys haven't heard, this is, we're talking about Ronnie Brunswick. So for those of you who do not know who, who Ronnie Brunswick is, he's a 60 year old native of Suriname. And not only is he a resident of Suriname, he is the vice president of Suriname. Um, if you guys don't know where Suriname is, it's a it's an island in the Caribbean. So, you know, member of the Concacaf. If you guys want a reference to that, anyways. So he played 54 minutes for Inter. I'm gonna try as hard, as best I can to pronounce this. Muengatapo, Inter Muengatapos. CONCACAF league match against Olympia. Inter Muangatapos is actually the team he owns. Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> laughing because you're literally tiptoeing, stepping on like eggshells over here trying to make sure you don't mess up the name. Oh, I'm sorry, mister. I, it took me 20 years to finally pronounce Machin Gladbach. Yep, Machin Gladbach. Once again, he owns Inter Moengatapo. He owns this team. And he played 54 minutes. Not only played the 54 minutes, but he also captained the, the, the side. I saw that, dude. In the that game against crazy. Olympia. And it was honestly like the images of this man out there playing. One, the beer gut loved it. The, the, the number 61 loved it. And, and the icing on the cake was the captain's armband. Like the fact that this man st- stepped in in the final hour to co-play in this CONCACAF League match against Olympia, who, by the way, is a very good team from Honduras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Isn't it their champ right now? Yeah, I believe. I mean, they're always in the CONCACAF Champions League, so they must be really good, right? Um, yeah. Anyways, they ended up losing 6 to nothing because, I mean, once again, it's Olympia. But yeah. uh, just, like, holy crap, man. Like, it, it, But it was just so funny just because if you didn't understand what was going on, 
the fact that this man was playing, and it was like the most CONCACAF thing, I guess you could say, if you were ever to have seen it. Uh, but it was just so interesting, and it was so cool that TUDN, uh, the TUDN or TUDN, um, had it on their coverage, and because obviously they cover the CONCACAF matches and all that. But that was just, I like words just can't describe how how I was so happy to see this footage and just to see a sixty year old man, vice president of this country, and owner of this club is out there on the field playing like he's living our dream, right? Like, you know, everyone wants to be a professional player, but this man is a very has a very interesting backstory. Edward, what you want to you want to touch up on that? So apparently, and this is I was actually reading up on him trying to see who, who this dude actually was. So apparently, back in 19... I believe it was 1999. Hopefully I'm not mistaken. He was actually wanted by Interpol because Suranime was actually a colonial uh, territory that was basically... Uh, how, do I, how do I say this? Uh, not owned, but they were run by Netherlands. Like, they, they colonized... In Suranime, some of the, some of the Netherlands people, but Suranime became, I guess, free. So technically, him living there is like he has he's avoiding the whole getting picked up. Basically, uh, what's it called, extradition? Uh, sure. Extra- <laughs> you mean extraction? Extradition? No, 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 extradition. Like basically, where you can go to a certain place where you can't get picked up by U.S. law or English uh, or U.K. Okay, yeah. law. So I guess, I guess you, diplomatic immunity? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, kind of like that. Like, um, yeah. So, but apparently they said that because I think it's a two-leg thing with this club. So apparently if he does go to Honduras to play against uh, Olympia, yeah. He can get picked up for, uh, they say that there was a uh, drug crimes, like having to do with uh, drug trafficking. And, uh, this was back in the nineties. So yeah, it, it, it seems pretty big. And like he's actually on Interpol's list, apparently. This is, this is what I've read. It's, so, this is crazy to think. So this man's the vice president of this country. But um, that's the thing. Owner like, of this soccer team plays in, ends up playing in the soccer team. Not you know played fifty four minutes, um, which very impressive by the way. <laughs> yeah, for somebody who's six years old. Not only that, but I mean, just his body, just his body built was just like props to him. Like <laughs> very much like kudos because I don't think I would be able to do that in a professional in a professional game. No, <laughs> like a, in a like a regular Sunday league. Sure, but in a professional CONCACAF, like I don't even care that it is Suriname versus a team in Honduras. It, it's still a professional game. Like these guys are professionally trained. I have no, I have zero professional training and I'm putting myself out there. I'm not going to do well. <laughs> I might, honestly, I might have a very disappointing pass. I might miss a pass. Like I might actually full on, like just woof the ball. Just, like that, that's how bad it would be. And I mean, I, I, didn't get to watch the highlights too much. I just saw the, the, the pictures and I just thought that was funny. I think I, could, I, I wasn't going to be able to watch it anyways because I'd just be laughing the whole time. Um, but, I mean, props to him. Played 54 minutes of professional soccer um, and is a wanted man. So, just uh, an enigma, if you will, of what this man is now to us. Yeah. And then, I mean, uh, so apparently also, 
Um, so on Saturday, CONCACAF said it has fully investigated the circumstances surrounding the integrity concerns following the match because apparently um, they determined that serious breaches of integrity rules occurred after the match because it's referring to a video that got tweeted by said underscore tiempo GT that Olympia disqualified along with um, Suraniman's Mo Moengo Tapo, I guess. Yeah, I can't say it either. Inter so, Moenga Tapo. Tapo. Yeah. So basically, it looks there's a video surfacing and there's pictures that it shows him distributing money to the Olympia. Both Olympia and Inter have been disqualified from this year's Concacaf League with immediate effect. Ah. So, so yeah. So instead, uh, from participating in any capacity in his competitions for three years, instead other individuals could also be sanctioned in connection with the case. Because apparently, R Ronnie Bruns to me it sounds like Brunswick. It's Brunswick. I literally Brunswick. Said, I said Ronnie Brunswick. Okay. Like I literally said that from the beginning. <laughs> well, apparently he paid off the Olympia players. I don't know why he paid him off. I don't know who he paid off, who else he paid off. To do so, what? <laughs> exactly. Either either to let him play or to go easy on him because, like you said, he played 54 minutes. I'm pretty damn sure you're 60 years old. And yeah, you're 60 years old and you're going to play against a professional team, a championship team at that, even if it's uh, Honduras Olympia. It's like, not, oh, no, 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 there. I'm, just, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's not, it's not a Chelsea, it's not a Real Madrid, okay. it's not a whoa, Barcelona. Whoa, 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 Edward, you gotta be careful here. Oh, <laughs> come on. Remember, we're Salvadorians, you know, that's not Honduras. Know. So. <laughs> yeah, El Aguila is really scary. Anyways, um, but I'm just saying, maybe that's why he paid him off. Like, you know, take it easy on us, even though, even though it's 6-0. You know, but I'm pretty sure he was like, if, if I get if the ball... If 6-0 is take it easy on us, like, good God. Well, I mean, like, when I say take it easy on us, I mean, like, take it easy on him because he's not, like, a professional soccer player. You know, maybe that that's what it, it was. I don't know. The, this They're still undergoing even more investigation. But yeah, like I said, he's a, he's a wealthy businessman and a politician. He was elected in 2005. But in 99, he was convicted of drug tra trafficking in the Netherlands. So, yeah. And a year later, wow. A year later, he was found guilty of the same crime in France. So, he was in prison. He was uh, sentenced to eight years in prison in the Netherlands and 10 in France. But he's, a, he's safe in Suranime. Who doesn't, they don't extradite their citizens. So, Technically, if he does go to Honduras, any law enforcement could be waiting for him there. Anybody from Interpol. Well, I'm sure he's he's not going to do that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but he he's he's a he's a colorful character. Like you know, you you just you just see that 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 is that is something incredible. Like to do to he's got the balls. I'll give him that. He's got balls. He's got yeah. that's a that's an amazing story. Just just that in general, just like I, I, I can't get over it. But 
it's such an intriguing story uh, of all that. Just Ronnie Brunswick is just, you know, hats off to him. But uh, yeah, don't go to Honduras, Ronnie. Just <laughs> just don't just, do it. Just stay sitting down. Just stay there. Just you know, there. you're probably still feeling those 54 minutes, to be honest. Like, I mean, let's be real. Even I, just playing 40 minutes, like, you know, playing in, in our indoor soccer league, I feel it the next day. So, I mean, like, if I'm if I'm like that, I mean, I, I'm sure it's not doing so well for you either. And you yeah, play 54 I'll, minutes of real, <laughs> a real, a real outdoor soccer. So, whoa, whoa, whoa! What you trying to say? What you trying to say? We play 40 minutes, Edward. <laughs> play 40 yeah. minutes in a hot yet- ring. Yeah, but that still, and that still takes a toll on you. It, I know. I, I'm just saying, it, it's probably, mo, if not multiple, because it's outdoor, you know, how you're supposed oh, to play. Oh, I would so love to see you play four games in a week. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm, let me just go take a rest. Yeah. You know, go, go, go run up, run to the bench and just take a little quick, little quick breather and then go back out there. Yeah, bro, you're not gonna be able to make <laughs> me say that like indoor is better than outdoor soccer. You're just not. It's not gonna happen. Like, anyways, it's, it's not gonna. It's happen. more fun. It's more fun. No, outdoors is better. Nah, it's it's the superior form of soccer. I mean, it's the professional, but there's also professional futsal. But I still, That's I still indoor. prefer indoor. Futsal, I still prefer indoor. Futsal still has still has barrier. Like you still ha- can't cross. They're still out of balance in, in futsal. Anyway, so, so let's get on with this. I mean, do you really want to go to this next topic? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no other choice. Going from yeah. bad to worse. All right, so uh, coming out? <laughs> yep. Okay, well, so much thrill from you because I know you hated this guy. I know. I'm just... Well, anyway, I mean, so Ronald, Ronald Coleman ends up reading a statement in his press conference. Literally just like went, went into the press conference, grabbed a piece of paper, read that piece of paper, and then dipped. That was the press conference. Um, you know, I guess people aren't liking his... I think he's feeling the... One, he's feeling the pressure. He's hearing the rumors. Um, you know, obviously he got... He's, you know, he's suspended for a few games, um, which, I mean, you could take that for a positive or negative as a Barcelona fan. I do believe they just recently, I don't know if Coleman was out there, but I know they won a game without him there. So maybe he wasn't there. So, I mean, definitely not helping his argument, but especially because he was like, I am the future of Barcelona. And, you know, he said some things and how he was like, no, Luke de Jong is, is better than, uh, I don't know. I forgot who he was rumored to get, but, um, but yeah, like he just been saying some really outlandish things. Uh, about Barcelona, and it just like more and more, it just seems. And then you know, Barcelona, I believe, was kind of giving him like, okay, you have to achieve this certain thing, or else we're just not going to bring you back next season. Um, but it seems like it. Let, let's just go, like, let's just go ahead and cut ties, right? Well, so this is yeah. the, the statement that Coleman ends up having in his press conference. Club stands with me as the coach in a situation of rebuilding. The financial situation of the club is connected to the sporting activities and vice versa. This means that we as a team have to rebuild without having to make any big financial investments. This needs time. The young talent today could end up being the next big world stars in just a few years. In order to reconstruct this team, young players must get opportunities like Xavi and Andres Iniesta had in their day. But we must ask for patience. What's more? What's more? Being in, in another ranking, La Liga is, is a great success. 
Well, I mean, what's more, being in another ranking in La Liga is a great success. This is a great footballing school for these talents. In the Champions League, we can't hope for miracles. The defeat to Bayern Munich last week was to ha- last week has to be viewed from that perspective. The process that we're in right now, the staff and team deserves unconditional support in word and in actions. I know the press recognized this process. It's not the first time in Barcelona's history that this has happened. We count on your support at this difficult time. Us, as a staff and the players, are very happy with the great support from the fans like we have, like we had in the match against Granada. Aaron, what do you have to say about that statement? Well, I mean, you already know I'm not a big fan of the guy. So he's just trying to talk himself out of it uh, at this point. What's funny is the fact that he's saying the process, and it's like I'm I'm as a as an Arsenal fan, I've heard this stupid phrase plenty of times. You know, the process, the process. But the issue is, well, let me let me let 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 you talk first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the thing is. And I was actually watching a uh, like a YouTube video about this, um, about how Messi left, and they're saying, "Oh, well, he was really hurt when he left." Yes, he left, and then like the next day after giving his speech, or two days later, they were like, "Oh shit, he's in France. He's basically happy and everything." Yes, he did leave a piece of his heart there, but that was it. Like that's the thing. Once once the player moves on, so does the team. We cannot rely on Messi anymore at this point. It's not like he's going to end up be like, okay, well, let me go ahead and play this one quick match with y'all as a super sub. You know, no, it's not going to work that way. It's not. Um, he basically, Komen, he's saying it's a process, but the process is you got, you basically have to work with what you got. And when you had basically the, the go, the great best player in the world alongside Ronaldo and everything, um, you didn't know how to use them. You, it wasn't the team that you had. You got the wrong players to basically try to build the next season if Messi wasn't going to be available at the time. And yes, you got Ansu Fati, you know, Pedri. Um, who else? Um, what was this? Dude, the defenders, the defenders name, that, 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 that name keeps escaping me and I have it on the tip of my tongue. But he looks like the jab. He plays the center back. <laughs> oh damn! But you know, you got you got this young talent, and just you really you really can't be like, well, it's a process. You know, once a process has been building up already, as it is, you already you already had Pedri on the first team for a while. Uh, Oscar Mingueza. Mingueza, there you go. I'm over here thinking Munguia, but I was like, I know it's not Munguia. I was like, but Mingueza. Um, but so I really think um, it's time to do a rebuild then honestly a complete rebuild that means including the coach um, truthfully I mean I mean, okay, I, mean I, get, I get what you're saying about the, the rebuild and it starts with the, the manager but I mean he just got here like he just got to Barcelona like I mean I get it that you want instant re- the, the issue is if you're looking for that, that, you know, you want to build through the youth and, and, and cause you, this, you, you know, La Masea is 
like I said, like it, they, they pull out, they, they have like, they constantly are pulling great players that if they don't play at Barcelona, they go and play elsewhere and still have pretty good careers. Maybe not the ones that they're going to have, at, like the ones that stay in, get to stay in Barcelona, but they still get some pretty good careers, um, make a decent name for themselves. But like, and I'm, this isn't me trying to defend Ronald Coleman because I feel like he's been saying, like, er, er, it's like everything that he has said is like trying to like get the fans on his side, like how he was the one that 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 the one line of him saying that he's the future. Like, I mean, <laughs> that was like, okay, come on, come on, come on. But the thing is, is that this is a different era. Like, this is the game is different now. Like, he can't be using that. Ex, like, hit, like oh, you know, that it happened like years before. The only thing that's different from years before is that there wasn't this arms race for constantly going and getting that big name signing. Like all these clubs are competing to get this one kid, this one play, not kid always, but like this one player that's going to instantly change the game for that, for those teams, any of those teams. You know, like you're not, you're going to have the arms race for Mbappe. You're not going to have the arms. I mean, there's always those name, those players of, of high quality, but never with the asking price that we're seeing now that it's almost 200 million that we're seeing. And, and it, it, he's right though. You do have to build your youth academy and you do need, you know, you do need to give those guys chances when they are. But prime example, look at Manchester city, a team that spends a lot, but you still see Phil Foden. You still see Zinchenko. Like you can still develop your youth players and go out yeah. and make big signings. Like th- it, that's that's where we that's where we are now. Like fast forward from back then, like like maybe now, an Andres, Iniesta, and Xavi probably wouldn't have worked because of the fact that like oh well this team now has you know you know like Real Madrid now has that that's you know like they're they're adding players like you you got to catch up with those guys now too. So there's not that patience issue because I think that's what's different about now is that. You have to go make big signings. And yeah, he's right. Barcelona is in a really big financial bind. Like they can't really go out and get players. They have to kind of sacrifice some players, like kind of let go of some dead weight. So that way they can at least make a loan move or a, a, an affordable option, maybe like a Luke de Jong, for instance. But like, and even then, that move didn't necessarily make sense to me because, I mean, you have Memphis Depay. Why do you need to go get another forward? Um, you have Sergio Aguero. Why do you, okay, well, we know why Sergio Aguero. But uh, you don't necessarily need forwards. You needed other positions to be addressed. But, I mean, you look at Pedri and you look at Ansu Fati, you're saying, like, maybe our, 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 our the positions of the aren't that much of a position of need as we thought. But, like, you still need to go out and make signings. Like, that's not... Like where you're where you're at at Barcelona, like you can't afford to like not make signings, right? So for Coleman to use that as an excuse, like oh, ask for patience. It's Barcelona. It's a club that does have standards, like just like Real Madrid. These are two of the best clubs in the world. Like you know, those are those are brands that you instantly know who they are. Like you know, that's Barcelona. That's Real Madrid. Everybody watches El Clasico, like. It's the two best teams in the world. That's, you know, that's your that's Europe's Yankees, Red Sox. Like that is two of the biggest teams, two of the biggest brands going off against each other. You have to keep up with Real Madrid, and which is kind of funny because Real Madrid, it's not like Real Madrid went out there and went big spender on either. I mean, they messed out on Mbappe, but that's a whole other discussion. But 
you got to stay with them. And I mean, if we were to look at these two teams right now, right now, Real Madrid looks pretty good right now, especially defensively. Whereas Barcelona, you just don't know. I mean, you see, you know, the quality is there, but the issue is that Ronald Coleman is not Ancelotti. That's true. That's, that's a big, that's a big, that's a big, that to me, um, Ancelotti is better than Coleman. That think, is, that's me. I think anybody would say that. I don't, it's not like, and then all, kind of Kelsey mentioned it. Coleman didn't necessarily, necessarily have a good track record going into Barcelona to begin with. Exactly. So, I mean, like even he made it. Mind you, this is the guy that lost to the U.S. against Regino Des into their national team. Yeah. He had the Dutch. Like, he was the manager of the Dutch national team, and he couldn't get Des to go join the Dutch national team. That's got to let you he, know. He chose the U.S. over the Dutch. Like, I mean, that's all I got to say at that point. But, um... No, yeah, it, it's, it's and then also like I think and I know where you can you can tell me if I'm right or wrong on this one, but I feel like whenever a manager starts asking for patience from the fans, in some way that's kind of like the kiss of death for them. You're right. I mean, um, do you remember remember when Pep was the manager, and basically whenever. Everybody was getting frustrated and we're saying like, hey, how come we're not winning anymore? How come you're not doing the same thing? How come we're not three-peating it anymore? Um, well, at that point, you know, he felt the pressure and he knew that, hey, it's not about, okay, I need you to ask for patience. I uh, need you to, 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 you know, calm down or whatever. He knew basically he had very little time to get the team back up. Mm-hmm. It was, and he, and that's the thing with Pep. It's always, it's always like, like he knows what's going on. Um, so when he announced that, okay, for at the end of the season, you know, I don't know what I'm going to end up doing, but I'm not going to be managing Barcelona. It's like he knew, it, and that was it. That was the end of the road. He knew that he couldn't do anything more with the team because he already gotten the most that he could out of the team he already had. Coleman, right now, he's like, uh, grasping at straws. He's like, uh, well, I'm waiting for the young bucks to get up to the level where the professionals are at. No, bro. Like, that, that's the whole... Like, you don't have that much time. I mean, you're already putting them to start. Yes, I agree. That's a good. But right now, right now, like, to get them up and running, right now, it's like, when Messi left, and then he also... The one player you thought that was okay, I guess he's going to be the one to take the reins. He's on loan to Atletico Madrid. And then Kuhn is hurt. So now it's like, okay, now the team, the attacking, the, the person leading the attacking right now is like Dembele, not so fatty. Um, Memphis Depay. Like, I honestly forgot me, that Dembele was still on the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Like, it's, 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 it's not. That's that's really not a trident. It's more of like little a little baby fork because they're so young. The pie, he's what twenty six, twenty seven. He's he's maybe at the most twenty eight. So he's he's getting up there. He can lead the attacking, but he can only do so much. He's not one of those players where it's like, okay, we're gonna put it on your shoulders. Give us what you got, and he can take it. Like not like Messi, not like Suarez. You know, he can't, 
Messi was out, Suarez could take it. When Suarez was out, Messi, you knew, could take it. Now it's like the Pai, let's say Kun is out, the Pai basically has it all on his shoulders and he has the kid, basically the kids to be like, okay, I need y'all to be there. And then he's going to try to take it all the way. That's not how it works, bro. No, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think, I think that that's why the board of Barcelona is like, is realizing is that Coleman is just not the guy. Um, I mean, obviously you want to, f- you want that Barcelona connection in, in some sort of way. And I think that maybe they thought, oh, okay, Coleman. And once again, Coleman was such a head scratcher removed from everybody in the soccer community. No one really understood as to why Coleman was the, the chosen one to, to take over Barcelona. Um, and then obviously it didn't, didn't help that, you know, Messi was in a position where he, he wanted out of the club and that didn't necessarily look any more better for Coleman. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it, and even with Messi giving his, his, uh, his stamp of approval, I mean, it could have probably just been Messi just being nice, but I, I think it's just the fact that like, one, I don't think Coleman is one of the most like, Oh man, we got, you know, former Barcelona player Coleman, you know, um, at least that's why not what I thought of. And even, you know, I kind of hinted about the whole, you know, hey, remember last time that they had a Dutch manager in uh, in Barcelona? It was uh, Ricard. And it ended up leading to Pep Guardiola. So, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and Pep, uh, the thing that I thought was very unique about him was that obviously former Barcelona player, I do believe he's uh, Catalonian. Um, yeah, Catalonia. So, the had, Catalonia. The, had the roots, had the connection from being from Catalonia. Um, so it was like, it was there, like he was Barcelona and he brought back the Barcelona way, you know, building through La Masea, you know, re like not only building through La Masea, but also being smart about these transfers. You know, that was where we, we really started bringing the, the return of Tiki Taka and, and Barcelona. And then, you know, everyone just kind of after, after Pep left, kind of just kept following suit until just someone just wanted to change things up, um, after that. But, and the reason why I mentioned this is because obviously, well, probably not obviously, because if you guys aren't following what's going on with Barcelona, you probably just don't know. But Barcelona <laughs> are rumored to be talking to for, well, not former, current manager of Belgium, Roberto Martinez. Yes, he's currently the manager of Belgium, which I don't I still don't know why, but I I think last time I checked, they're number one in FIFA rankings. Don't know why, really. Really, do, let me see. <laughs> like, I seriously like did not understand why. Like, no offense to, you know, no offense to 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 Belgium. Yeah, Belgium is still the number one, the number one ranked team in FIFA. Don't know why. It still baffles me. No offense to to Belgium because I think, you know, I I just don't I don't get how they stay up. At, you know, especially after how they perform in the Euros, but they're still number one. But Roberto Martinez is the manager of the number one ranked country in FIFA. Um, but the thing that also add on is Roberto Martinez is Catalonian. And if you want to add more to it, he's also the godfather to Jordi Cruyff's children. Oh, wow. Yep. That pretty much almost tears it up. And it is, it's rumored. I'm not entirely sure how, how, how accurate this is, but apparently Roberto Martinez has already spoken to the Belgian Federation and said, if the Barcelona job is offered, he will be accepting the job. 
Damn. So there's there's a slight well, hint so of first hope. Of all, how do you feel about Roberto Martinez? We should just start off with that. I think just by just by the description and what you've said about him, it's it's a good it's a good feeling. Like I think it would be a good fit. Now the question is, I don't know if he has a Barcelona connection aside from being Catalonian. Like I don't know if he played for Barcelona at some point. Is like because I mean, there, Barcelona isn't the only team from Catalonia. So that just yeah. Um, so I don't know if he at some point played for Barcelona or. Um, so that's like the one thing I'm not entirely sure. Um, as far as his playing career, as I'm looking it up on his Wikipedia page, because you know we know how accurate that is. Um, Zaragoza. Okay, so yeah, he he doesn't have any Barcelona size. But no. as far as just growing, growing up in Catalonia, yeah, pretty much. But but like that being said, I, I'm not trying to like, oh, this is this is Pep Guardiola. But how do you feel about Belgium's playing style? That should be the the one thing that I, obviously like we know what the, how this guy plays. Like this is different from Ronald Coleman. Ronald, you know, one one the Dutch kind of fell off, and I mean Coleman is definitely not. He's probably not the reason why they fell off, but he definitely didn't help them. <laughs> he, 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 he was he was basically like the the beginning of it, I guess. No, was Van Gaal? I think Van Gaal was the beginning of it, or was he? Van Gaal was like the. I mean, whoever didn't qualify for the whoever was the manager that didn't qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Excuse me. My runny nose. Uh. Well, I mean, I like I like how Belgium's look. Belgium's looking right now. So, I mean, as long as that's how you feel, that's uh, uh, that's all I'm asking. Because obviously, it's not like you're going in there blind. Like you know how this guy runs. And I mean, once again, Belgium is ranked number one in the world. Take take that for what you want. I personally don't believe. I don't believe they should be there. I mean, you should probably give it to the team that I don't know won a champ. I mean, I thought Italy would have probably jumped over in the rankings, but I guess they're really that low. <laughs> that's like, oh no, it's not enough. Or Argentina, who won it, but I guess, oh, that's not enough. Not enough to be ranked number one in the world. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, I mean, if I were to assume who would be number one in the world, maybe Argentina and, and, and Italy, the ones that had very successful summers. Uh, I mean, I can see why Brazil is number two. I mean, they, they did win the Olympics, but I mean, and they were in the final of, of the of, of Copa America. So, I mean, I can see why they would be there, but. Belgium? <laughs> I don't even think that they weren't even in the semifinal. No, they were they were third place. Were they? Mm-hmm. Dang. Miss it. Uh, I don't know why. Wait. You mean the World Cup or the, no, the Euro. Oh. The most recent tournament that we had. No, I don't think they were. I don't think they were in the semifinal. No, it was no, it was Italy and Spain and England and Denmark. When did Belgium get eliminated? Belgium got eliminated by Italy, so they got eliminated in the quarterfinal by Italy. It's not bad. No, it's not. I'm just, I'm just. The only thing I'm saying is that, like, I'm just kind of <laughs> like, you know, oh, they wouldn't dip. I, I, I can see them going down to like three or four or five, but like, they no, they're still number one, <laughs> but. 
but yeah, no. So I mean, so you you at least know that Roberto Martinez is a good manager. Yeah. As far as the national team was, I I know he obviously I think he had that historic team with Wigan. I believe he managed there. Yeah, Wigan Athletic. Yeah. So I, I think he that was the team that won the FA Cup. Um. So I mean, like, he, he's got a, a good track record for himself. Um. It's just you know. I mean, the Catalonian connection, obviously, the fact that he's the godfather of Jordi Cruyff's kids. I believe Jordi Cruyff is also godfather to his children, so there's that connection there. Um, so it's a very interesting one, but I, yeah, I think that this guy, this guy could be, at least, would, Barcelona fans would not be mad. Yeah. I, I think they would be okay with the change. So so there's that. And I, and I agree. I think... Uh, Roberto Martinez would be a really good manager for Barcelona. The only thing, the concern would be obviously like, you know, oh, international manager going back to club level. How's that going to, how's that transition going to be? Obviously we, it it normally doesn't turn out that well, but you know, these guys, in order for these guys to get those international jobs, they have to have proven it in the internet, in the club level first. You know, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but yeah. So, Barcelona still dealing with some drama. It's it's been quite the novella. Oh <laughs> yeah, it really has. And even with Messi gone, <laughs> it's still going. Um, and but yeah, so Edward, we are now at our debate topic. This debate topic is brought to you by Swift Lifestyle. Swift Lifestyles is the ultimate energy boost needed for the gamer. Not only just the gamer, but I use it every day as well. It keeps me, it keep, gives me energy, keeps me focused. Um, definitely would be struggling at work right now, especially with these 6 a.m. call times. But you know what? Thanks to, thanks to Swift Lifestyles, I stay focused and I, and I tackle on the day as it goes and try to throw, go in with the punches. Um, but yeah, it, it, it tastes good. It doesn't make me feel, it doesn't, doesn't have a bad aftertaste. And plus, I don't crash, which is always the best part of it all. Yeah, it is. Now, I, I take it early in the morning, like maybe 6 a.m. I take it early in the morning. Like, when I get to work, I'll still be, like, waking up. And then all of a sudden, like, I'll be like, okay. Like, out of nowhere, like, I'll be okay, fine, typing, like, normal. And then all of a sudden, I'll be awake. And you don't even feel it. And like you said, there's no crash. So you don't feel that thing going like, oh, like, you know, kind of like I'm dying. No, it's, it's just chill. So, yeah. So we, we love Swift Lifestyles and we love it so much that Swift Lifestyles is letting you guys get a 15% discount with your purchase when you use the code insert name FC at checkout. Go to www.swiftlifestyles.com. And once again, use the code insert name FC at checkout to get yourself a 15% discount. Yes, sir. All right, Edward. So the debate topic is: so it has been unveiled that Liga MX and MLS ha- are going to be restructuring the League's Cup. Now, for those of you who do not know what the League's Cup is, probably Edward, it's a tournament <laughs> that has a select number of teams from the MLS. I believe it's four against four, four, four MLS teams versus four Liga MX teams are getting into this, into this tournament. And obviously, they, they keep going until there's two. And the final, I believe, have, has been in Las Vegas. Um, they recently had their final for the League's Cup. Bob Leon ended up beating Seattle Sanders 3-2, to two, um, which, you know, I mean, at least this time it was an MLS team versus League MX team. The last final, I believe, was League MX versus League MX. But, you know, so 
you're starting to see kind of this relationship being built with Liga MX and MLS, which one, I'm all for it. I love that they're, you know, obviously MLS needs to get better competitive wise. Well, try to compete with your neighbor and, and get better because that league has been very, has been there for years. And, you know, these clubs have been very well established. You know, competing with them doesn't hurt. Even if you lose, at least uh, initially, it's going to eventually catch up to where you're starting to beat some of these teams. And I mean, let's face it. I, we just saw it just now where in the League's Cup final where you had Seattle in the final going up against Club Leon. So they had to beat some Liga MX teams in order to get there. So it, it, it's it's going to help these MLS clubs get better. Um, but essentially what they announced was in 2023, they will be starting a new format involving all the teams in MLS and Liga MX. That is correct. All teams will be now be participating in the League's Cup. Um, It'll be held in the summer, which for those of you who know MLS, normally know that the summer is the they're still playing games, which I still can't stand. Um, that's my big gripe with the MLS. But they will be pausing both leagues, which I mean, essentially is MLS. I mean, League MX doesn't start till like August, so <laughs> essentially they're going to stop the MLS in the summer um, to play the tournament. And it's not going to just be like this, this random ass tournament that they, that, you know, that ha- basically the Lakers Cup has been. I mean, there's only been two versions of it, but in 2023, it will be officially sanctioned by CONCACAF, meaning that there's going to be three qualifying spots for the CONCACAF Champions League. So this actually has some meaning to this tournament. And, you know, let's say, let's say Houston Dynamo are still in the bottom of their table, right? They play in the Lakers Cup. I'm not going to say they're going to win it. I'm just going to say maybe they finished runner-up. They just got themselves a champions, a CONCACAF Champions League spot. You you there, Edward? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. I was, this is the part where I need you to respond. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But well, Okay, go ahead. So essentially, like I was saying, uh, since Edward didn't want to say anything, it opens up an opportunity for a team that maybe isn't in the race right now to at least put themselves in that, in that international slot, which one gives them extra money Two, it. It's another competition. It helps, you know, one, if, if it's, if the dynamo somehow manages to finish top three should motivate them to make some signings. Um, so they can have <laughs> a deep roster to actually make a decent run. Um, but, I mean, it just, it opens up an opportunity. One, all, and now, now all your teams are playing against these League MX teams. I mean, obviously, majority of the, of the League's Cup is going to be MLS teams, but, you know, it's at least, you're, you're at least going to, some of these teams are at least going to see a League MX team. And, and, you know, once again, like I said, try to get better. Even, you know, you know, once again, these teams are well, League MX teams are, are, have been established for years. You know, they kind of, this is to me better than having them merge the leagues together. I like this idea. Uh, so basically, the, the debate is basically, do you like this format? I'm telling you right now, I like it. I, I like that CONCACAF is behind it um, because it's not just, oh, we'll play this and get some extra money. No, it's like, no, there's there's something at state. Uh, at, there's something on the line going into this tournament. And um, I'm kind of glad that it does take, at least take a pause from the summer. I would still prefer the MLS to start their season in August, September, and then finish it in, you know, before the summer starts. But 
I think I'll take this. This is kind of like a, I guess, like a mini win. Yeah, I mean, I actually like the idea. Like personally, that's why I didn't really fight you on it or anything like that. Like I, I like the idea as well. It seems more structured than um, when they wanted to make the World Cup. You know, when they were like, "Oh, should we have the World Cup every two years instead of every four years?" Um, it seems more structured at that, and you, uh, and I feel like it's more structured than the Super League. Which I love that tournament, by the way. <laughs> but but uh, no, yeah, exactly. I think that's the thing. Like I, I like I like what the Super League and at least what the league the league's cup was, and it was just MLS versus Liga MX. But to now add all teams in this tournament, I like it even more because once again, it gives these MLS teams at least now they can see what 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 their other competition looks like. Uh-huh. So these, you know, it gives them incentive. Like, hey man, we can't lose to Atlas again. Like. We got to do better next time, or I don't want to lose the Necaxa next time. Like we need, yeah. you know, it, it's going to motivate them. So like the next league's cup, like, hey, we're 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 making it past the first round, you know, things like that. And then like, and then like you said, I actually like the idea that it will pause the league in the summertime to do this, you know. So then, like you said, I always like I always had the same thing gripe with MLS. Uh, going on during the summertime. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I don't even know. MLS was games was going on until you pointed out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, which, yeah, the, my big issue is obviously because these summer international tournaments usually happen and then there's still MLS games going on while these international tournaments are going. It, it's like, it's worse enough that, you know, these teams, like the MLS doesn't recognize the international break. But you're gonna go ahead and even and ignore the you know the FIFA World Cup and and the 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 Gold Cup and and the Copa America. I mean, the players are still gonna go out there and represent their countries, but you're still gonna have your league. So now it's like you have a depleted roster, but you're still gonna go out there. It's just, it just sounds so stupid to me. But yeah. yeah, like I mean, like what this past summer, you know, we we had um, what the Gold Cup, we had the Olympics. Um, it was it was a pretty damn good. Um, football summer. Uh huh. So I, I I like in situations like that, you know, I would wanna, I would wanna, I guess, pause the MLS. And <laughs> so I mean, it, it's uh, this new tournament, this new format. It seems like it's gonna be a. I think it's gonna be a win-win for everybody. Fans, the teams, you know, uh, the leagues themselves. Yeah, totally. I totally am all for it. So I'm really excited about it. But all right. So you guys heard our thoughts. That is a debate topic. It's going to be posted now on our social media at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter. Um, the graphics there. You can go ahead and share your thoughts. Tell us what you guys think about the new format for the, for the Leagues Cup that will be featured in 2023. So not next season. The following season, it will be officially established. I think they're still gonna. There's still other things that they need to uh, explain. Obviously, like how this this tournament's gonna work and all that. But um, at least it's exciting. We're excited about it, and I can't wait to see what what exactly the league, the, the new leagues cup format's gonna be. Um, just just in general, and I mean, obviously, three spots to get go into the Concacaf Champions League it never hurts. But yeah. So those are our thoughts. Share your thoughts once again on Twitter and Instagram at insert name FC. Once again, the graphic will be there. Go ahead and, and share your thoughts. 
All right, so we're going to go ahead and take another break. You guys are going to hear an ad, and then we're going to go to our interview with Stuart Kavanaugh, host of After Extra Time, and then we'll go to our game recaps and players of the week. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we, we are, are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. All right, guys, I have a very special guest. Last week, we had Paul with us. This week, we have the host of the After Extra Time podcast, Mr. Stuart Kavanaugh, which I hope I pronounced that right. Absolutely, man. You got it in one. Thanks for having me, Hector. No, no problem, man. I mean, honestly, kind of like what I was telling Edward and, and kind of what I talked about previous times, I had so much fun on After Extra Time talking about uh, Premier League. It, it, it's weird. I mean, it's cool. It's weird at the same time knowing that I'm just talking about one thing specifically, whereas with my podcast, is it's straight up. We're just talking about everything that's going on, which... <laughs> Yeah, uh, that that that's uh, that's kind of you to say, you know. Um, my obviously my heart's in the in the Premier League, but I, that's why it's kind of cool that you asked me to do this interview. I do have interests outside the Premier League, so you know it'll be cool to touch on. Oh those. yeah, for sure. And I mean, well, if you guys haven't noticed the accent, yes, Stuart is from Australia, so <laughs> <laughs> you know we're uh, so- soccer is a universal language. I mean, our. our it's very convenient that Australians speak English, but I mean, uh, but yeah, it is a universal language. <laughs> Without question, it is a universal language, and uh, it's kind of it's a bit of a beautiful thing how how you know football can bring the world. Exactly. Together, I mean, you know? straight so, up, you got a guy from Texas talking to a dude from Australia. So it's ten in the morning. <laughs> it's ten in the morning, and there's in the recording over in Australia. While meanwhile, it's like seven p.m. here in Texas. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's wild, hey? Exactly how it is, man. <laughs> so this is the first question we always ask everybody that comes onto this, and it is pretty straightforward, is what got you into this game? Okay, so um, I grew up as a kid. Um, okay, can I start yeah, that again? I mean, we're, oh, we're, we're, this is going to stay <laughs> on, just let you know. <laughs> this is staying on. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> So, um, as a kid in Australia, Australian rules football is number one. Um, my mum is from Northern Ireland. She's a big soccer fan. Um, and she kind of encouraged me to always watch soccer. Um, you either go for Liverpool or you find a new house. So, I, uh, I just um, I threw myself into it. First game I remember watching was the 89. I was six years old. watched the 1989 FA Cup final. Um, and I just fell in love with it from there, man, you know, like uh, I just, as I got older, I realized that, you know, like you touched on before, it's kind of a global game and there's just like constantly, you can just turn on the TV and there's always soccer to watch and, you know, with the advent of the A-League, the Australian Professional League over here, um, standards are getting better and better and I'm originally from Adelaide, I live in Melbourne now, um, but I do rep, rep Adelaide United. Um so I try and get to as many of their games as I can. Um, yeah, I just love it. I, I guess the short the short answer is it's in my yeah. blood. Man. I mean, obviously, you can't be going from Melbourne. Melbourne's the one that has that has ties to Manchester City, correct? 
That's exactly right. Yeah, Melbourne City is uh, affiliated to. Yeah, so, so we can't. So, yeah, we can't have that. We can't that. have that at all. So. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, and that's the interesting part. You just mentioned the the Australian league. Uh, it's kind of similar to what the MLS kind of like has like I guess a similar mentality because I do believe you guys have a playoff system, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. We we call it a final series over here, but essentially it is the same as uh, the playoffs in the MLS. Um, we don't have the conferences situation. We don't have enough teams because um, we love to live around the coast here in Australia and there's nothing in the middle. We don't really have that many cities. So <laughs> I think I think we've got 13 or 14 okay. teams at the moment. And Honestly, yeah, I, I yeah, feel like there's too we, many um, MLS teams at this point. So, <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> no, but yeah, so it, that's yeah. kind of, it's interesting to think about that. And then, yeah, I've, 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 I've seen Australian uh, football before and that is, I will say props to you, that is more intense than the NFL is ever going to be, especially now how, how soft that league has, been, <laughs> has gotten over the years. But, yeah. uh, I, uh, no, no, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go on, sorry. I was just going to say, oh, I'm, you know, I only watch, uh, I only watch the Super Bowl when it comes around, and um, you know, it always brings up the conversation: what's the toughest sport? Is it the NFL? Is it the AFL? You know, it's it's fifty fifty in my. Oh no, I, I see them. They're barely wearing anything. So, I mean, it's it's basically rugby, <laughs> <laughs> except with protective equipment. So, I mean, like, so I don't, I don't know too much about that. <clears throat> but but yeah, like obviously Australia. So, what would you, how would you define the culture, the soccer culture in Australia? Um, that's that's a tricky question um, to answer. I guess it's it's not it's not prominent. I wouldn't say, but then the people that are in it, it is prominent. If that makes sense, we have a lot of like um, a lot of immigrant families here, so we have. Melbourne, where I live, actually has the biggest Greek population outside of Greece. Um, there's a lot of Italian immigrants, a lot of Asian immigrants, a lot of English, Irish, Scottish immigrants. Um, so in those communities, there's there's quite a big following. You'd, I'd almost say, and don't at me anyone, but I'd almost say that um, it's bigger in those communities than it is um, in the wider population, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, because I, I definitely when I see the Australian national team, it's 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 very diverse. I I probably I definitely could say that very confidently. It seems like it's a very diverse team. Absolutely, it's something just uh, even outside of sports and and football in particular. Um, it's something I'm really proud of as an Australian. Um, just our, our multiculturalism and our inclusivity, and you know, it's uh, it's something that you know. I think we could be proud of. Yeah, no, I, I think Australia is one of those countries that I think everybody uh, has like a lot of respect for, just because of like one. It seems like everything in Australia seems dangerous, <laughs> just just from what just what we've seen <laughs> online. Like I've seen like full grown snakes in toilets, and I'm just like, I don't know if I want to ever go there. <laughs> <laughs> Hector, you should come over here, mate. You'll love it. I promise you, you'll be fine. These things are exaggerated. <laughs> I hope so, because <laughs> it seems like it seems like just walking it, like just stepping outside in Australia, and I could probably die. <laughs> but, but, but no, I mean, like from even from my personal experience. Uh, luckily, uh, you know, I, I served in the military, and and I even got the chance to party with some Australians. I don't know how that happened, but 
I was just out of the bar. And then next thing you know, like I hear guys with their, you know, obviously don't sound like Americans, which is always, it's always the big giveaway when you, you know, you're not from there. Uh, and then they told me they're from Australia and I just had the time of my life. And yeah, yeah. Australians just, they know how to party. I'll say that much. <laughs> absolutely. We love a bar. So that's absolutely yeah, and true. And they were not happy to find out that there was a closing time in the US. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely cool. Uh, Australia just seems like uh, for Americans, I think it's like an enigma. You know, like the way we see it is just everything's interesting there. You know, you guys have, a, there's a lot of iconic Australians. I, I I feel like that you know obviously comedians you have and then obviously uh, the crocodile hunter uh, Steve Irwin. Yeah, yeah. Steve so everyone mm-hmm. see, sees him as a true legend, and it's cool to see that his family are still going on with the the family business. But yeah, but what is it about being Australian that you guys just know you're automatically a badass? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't. <laughs> to that man I'll, I'll just uh, I'll just live my life <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's all the spiders and snakes and stuff you know what I mean like we step outside and you know we come home we survived we're a badass hey I honestly I, I believe that <laughs> but uh, I definitely want to talk, touch up on your podcast but before we talk about that I need to know how did you and Paul meet um, so I'm currently studying my Bachelor of Sports Media, um, and I'm, I'm older, I'm a, I'm a mature age student, I spend a lot of my life working in factories and, and just doing general labour jobs and stuff, and I made the decision a few years ago to uh, move to Melbourne to study my, study my Bachelor of Media, and I guess there's a little bit of impatience on, on my behalf, I just started cold calling people, just sending out articles and just saying, hey, I'd love to, um, I'd love to contribute to your site. And I got a bunch of replies and uh, Paul and I just struck up a little bit of a bit of a friendship. And, um, you know, I got a few things published on his website, thesportsbank.net. What a site. Check it out. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we talked about doing the podcast and uh, then it just, it just happened this year. And, uh, honestly, it's, it's great. It's a lot of work. I think I spoke to you off air after we recorded After Extra Time, the episode you were on. And I'm doing all the editing. I hate that part of it. But um, other than that, it's a great experience and I love doing it. And uh, I love I love meeting new people like yourself. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just been a yeah, good time. Yeah, man, totally. I'm, I'm def- this is, this is my, my little moment to show some appreciation to Spencer because... Yeah, they, I do appreciate him for editing these episodes <laughs> and all the other things that we do, like like when we do our singing beds as well. So, yeah, Spencer. Yeah, so uh, okay. I've seen a couple of those on your uh, on your Twitter. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's a, I wonder if I could get some of that happening with Paul and I. It, you got it. Takes some. It, it takes a little bit of liquid courage <laughs> to put yourself out there. <laughs> Even if people don't see your face, but you know they're gonna have to unfortunately hear you sing. Yeah. So, and yeah. as an Arsenal fan, unfortunately, I'm probably gonna do a lot of singing. <laughs> so, um, oh my! Does seem like they turn. Yeah, no. Uh, I think I think row. it's also. The, I mean, yeah. even though I, I you know, you, I, I, I did my whole soapbox with you guys, but uh, and and Edwards heard plenty of my soapboxes as as an Arsenal fan. Um, I think it's also <laughs> the fact that you you start the season with. The last two teams you want to start your season with in Chelsea and Manchester City, not the ideal way to start your season, obviously, because you're wanting to build your team, build some chemistry up, and that's definitely not who you want to build some chemistry with. Um, 
So, Absolutely. so that was also a factor. Yeah, but, but yeah, so that's pretty cool to hear that 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 how you exactly met Paul because I mean Paul is just an interesting person on his own just because I mean this freaking Barack Obama follows this guy on Twitter. So I mean like. <laughs> oh no! How wild, right? <laughs> I actually asked him out, like after uh, after my interview with him. Um, I actually uh, you know asked him like, how did that happen? And he to this day still doesn't know. So I mean, like, it's an interesting. I think it's because he covers you know Chicago sports, and obviously you know Obama is a Chicago guy. But um, that actually does make sense. So I mean, yeah. after extra time. So what was like the the inspiration for after extra time? Um. So. Okay. I love podcasts, all kinds of podcasts. Um, for the better part of the last two, two and a half years, I've been thinking, how can I get in on this podcast game? I feel like I'll be good at it. Um, and I listen to heaps of soccer podcasts, which may or may not surprise you. <laughs> um, and honestly, man, and there's no way to say this without sounding like an asshole, but I thought I can do it probably a little bit better than some of the podcasts I listen to. And then it was just a matter of uh, my housemate and I um, decided to, to give it a try with a podcast on the Olympics, which was a lot of fun. It's pretty raw. I think it's still on our feed, the After Extra Time feed, um, if people are interested in listening to it. Um, yeah, yeah. So we gave that a try and then I broached the subject with Paul and I just said, hey, man, um, I want to do a soccer podcast. I want to do it on the Premier League. Um, I've got an idea of a format that I'd like to do. I want it to be like just a like, – we spoke about earlier, just a couple of blokes having a conversation about soccer. And um, yeah, it, it, it just went from there. So I guess my inspiration was listening to other soccer podcasts and thinking, probably do something a little bit better. So I just thought I'd give I it mean, a to shot. be fair, yeah. anybody could do better than me and Edwards. So <laughs> anybody, anybody could do better Edwards, than what? <laughs> Oh no, I wasn't referring to you guys at all. I mean, I think you guys are great. I love everybody. Everybody loves Edward half asleep. So, yeah, I mean, it would the show wouldn't that our podcast wouldn't be our podcast without Edward like kind of half being awake and half being asleep. There was that one episode where he was fully awake, and I was just beyond impressed. But I mean. <laughs> I gotta give props to him. You know, he's a he's a he's a single father of twin boys, and you know he works his butt off. So that, that's one of those things. But yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, Bad respect. That. So I was Absolutely. just like, dang, this guy's up here, and I could just I, you could tell you could tell sometimes when he's like falling asleep as as we're going. <laughs> <laughs> so do you record together, or do you record digitally? Um, we, right now, we record we record digitally right now, even though we're literally down the street from each other. But uh, it's just that. I tend yeah. to be a little too loud and it picks up on his mic. So, oh, okay. yeah, so, so Spencer gets yeah. frustrated about that. So, we try to alleviate Spencer a little bit by having digital feedback. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but fun. yeah. So, uh, obviously, you know, you, you contacted me to, to get to, well, actually, it was just for a shout out, but me being extra as hell, just decided, hey, why don't I just go ahead and answer? I, I basically, I guess you could say, I invited myself into your podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. And I'm, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for it, you know. Uh, we've seen a big spike in listeners. Um, yeah, it was good, man. 
So I'm, I'm glad that it happened. And now I'm here doing this interview. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. Everybody loves hearing a depressed Arsenal fan. It's <laughs> usually how it works. But I mean... You know, obviously, like people, we've we've heard we've we've heard good things from that. You know, we hear compliments from people that usually from our network, and I feel like they're just they're just saying nice things just to just to be on my good side. Uh, but <laughs> what was it about our podcast that you're like, I need a I need to do something with these guys? Um. Okay. So the main thing that stuck out to me, and uh, you know, you've you've referenced this already. And I referenced it when you asked me what the, the impetus was for my podcast was I wanted my podcast to just be a couple of guys having a chit-chat, you know, like you just be sitting at a bar in a lounge room or, you know, watching a game or whatever. When I listened to you guys' podcast, that's exactly what it came off like. It was just just a couple of guys that, you know, may or may not have been friends. I didn't know at the time, but you just sounded like a couple of guys that just knew each other and loved talking about football, loved shooting the <laughs> shit. You know, yeah, so, that's a. Yeah, I've yeah, known. That's that's. that's so I've known for. ever since I was four years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember we were uh, we were having this discussion before you come on, but yeah, yeah. Like I know you guys are close now, but yeah, at the time when I first listened, I was like, "Hey, this is cool, man. This is exactly the vibe that I'm going for." Yeah, so. it's great to hear. And that, now me and him are our teammates on Fridays playing indoor soccer. <laughs> so that's a. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so we just fin- We're about to start our our next season. Well, we we just started our next season, um, and so that's we'll we'll see. The first season was rough. It was just kind of because like, we we literally played with hardly any of these guys that we ever, that we played with. But uh, near the end, we we definitely started getting more positive results, and we actually ended our season with two wins. So especially so oh, so awesome. we're 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 now thinking that this you know the rebuild's over, and now we're going into this new season, <laughs> and we're gonna go ahead and and tear tear this indoor league apart. Hopefully. Win the title. All right. No problems. I can't wait to yeah, hear more. Yeah, and probably hear me and Edward fight against each other again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I think, yeah. But like I said, man, I, I love your guys' podcast. It's, it's yeah, same thing as like ours. It's just, it's just two guys talking, even though for me and Edward, I won't say for you guys, it's two guys, but for me and Edward, obviously, I was going to say it's just two idiots talking soccer. But. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's definitely a bit of idiot about us too, mate. Don't, don't, don't you worry about that. Uh, no worries, man. But yeah, I, I I was like, man, I enjoyed doing the podcast with you guys. And I knew that I had to get you and Paul at some point in this uh in, in our podcast to show show what you guys are doing. Because I, I really do enjoy your guys' podcast. I, I know I, I did a little pandering over, over there with with, uh, with Paul, you know, picking Man U. Um, you know. Didn't, didn't do much Liverpool love. I don't know why. I have no real reason to not give Liverpool yeah. any love, but uh, I like Jurgen Klopp. There's my love. So. I appreciate it, man. Like, he looks like a cool guy at the bar, but at the game, I'm not talking to him. Yeah, nah. I'd, listen, I'd like to think I'd be on his side and I'd probably give him a wide berth also. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's, it's been great. Um, thanks for being here. Um, but... Tell the good people where they can find you. Okay, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stewie is sick of it. Um, you can find the podcast. We've actually just launched a Twitter for the podcast um, at after et underscore podcast. Whoever's got at after extra time, get in touch with me. I want that handle. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's where you can find me. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well at Stewie Storco. 
if you don't mind, Hector, I just want to give a plug to a couple of other things oh, I've go got going on. Uh, if you want some sometimes woke, always witty graphic t-shirt designs, head to stewystoreco.com, S-T-U-E-Y-S-S-T-O-R-E-Co.com. Um, mention Hector or the in, uh, insert name FC podcast and uh, I'll hook you up with a discount. And also, if you could go to Amazon.com and look for Sunny the Sloth, uh, it's a children's book series that I've authored. Um, Sunny the Sloth goes to tryouts, Sunny the Sloth goes to school, Sunny the Sloth makes a friend. Um, jump on Amazon there and, uh, and, and, and pick them up. It ships worldwide. So fantastic. All right, perfect, man. Thanks for, thanks for being here. No problems, man. And we are back. I want to go ahead and give a big shout out to Stuart. Thanks for, for joining us for that interview. Shout out to After Extra Time. Once again, it is a, a Premier League podcast. Um, I was, obviously, I was on it uh, a while back, but I had such a fun time. I, I, him and Paul were just like kind of like the same thing I said like uh, for last week when after our interview with, uh, with Paul was just, you know, I really like these guys. These guys are really cool. And I was like, man, I need to, I need to somehow be able to show these guys a little bit more. And, and, and obviously what, what's, what, what's not any better than put them on this podcast and, and let you guys get a good, uh, get a preview of what these guys are. So that way you guys go ahead and check them out. Once again, it's after extra time. Um, you can find them in all places for podcasting. We'll, 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 we'll send you some, we'll, we'll send you the links to all their stuff. Like, their Instagram, their, you know, their Twitter and Instagram. Um, also, the other thing is that Stuart has, because that, that guy has his, his own projects. Obviously, he has his clothing company that he makes these shirts for that, that speak on, uh, on issues, on current issues. And obviously, he does have his, uh, his children's book uh, line. So make sure you guys, uh, you know, support, your, support our boy Stuart, because, you know, he, he's, he's grinding out just like we are. So... Uh, you know, shout out to After Extra Time, him and Paul. Completely great guys. Yep. Yes, sir. All right, Edward. Games to recap. What's your game to recap? All right. So my game to recap is actually Juventus versus Sampdoria over there in the City A, where Juventus actually beat Sampdoria like, uh, by a slim margin of 3-2, to two, just by one goal. And the possession was actually 50-50. So you could tell it was actually a pretty... It was a pretty good game. It was a pretty... Um, how do I put this? It was a pretty even game that, you know, I guess everybody just basically had to had to outlast, I guess, the possession. Or not the possession, but the, the striking, the shooting. Um, Juventus outshot Sampdoria 16-5. So, you know, just how Michael Scott said, you know, you can't... What was, it, what was that saying that he took off a Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> you miss 100 pressure shots that you don't make? Yeah. You don't, don't take, take or something? Yeah. So there you go. Like, that goes to show you. It's true. Um, Manuel Locatelli actually scored the winning goal in the 57th minute. That was uh, Hector's go-to. That, that was Hector's fuck you signing that Arsenal missed out on. Just putting it out there, but don't worry. It's all in good fun right now because <laughs> Hector has some good, good news for you gunners out there. And uh, there is rumors. Yeah. There's rumors that they're going to make a swap Weston McKinney for Xhaka. 
I think it's a great move. I think Juventus gets an amazing midfielder. Oh, why the super bro, defensive I feel, midfielder? I can, I can occasionally will score you a goal. Hey, Maybe on, every guys. every eighth game will score you a goal hold, outside hold the box. Hold, you know, hold, an amazing hold, midfielder. I think. Hold, I think honestly, on, you're guys. getting you're getting a steal hold, for what you on, know. Give on, us Weston McKinney for. For Granite I think it's such an amazing deal. Hold on, you're, guys. You're basically hold, giving hold us on. cookie crumbs for Granite Jaka. Like I think, hold, I think, hold, it's, hold. I think you're truly, truly swindling us Hector, Hector, over at Juventus. Hector, Hector, I think Granite Jaka in the black and in the black and white stripes with the with the G4 XC slapped on the middle. He's Hector, gonna look amazing in that Hector, jersey. He's Hector, gonna do got, so well for you guys over there in the Syria. I, you, you gotta, I, I, I can't, I can't recommend him enough. I think, you, I think, you, can't, you know. You can't. I can't recommend gotta, him gotta, enough. I think he's the best player in the world, man. He's oh, going to do oh, you so well. I got to go check the door, guys. I got to go check the door. Hold on, guys. Oh, wait. That's Hector's nose knocking on my door because it reached all the way with all the lies over here. Truly, truly the best player. I, I mean, I, I can't okay, believe it. Now, <laughs> now you're poking me in the head. God damn it. Stop it. Your damn nose over here. Pinocchio looking ass over here. And, uh, but... You know, if they go with it, oh well, you know, they future, go with it. Future future uh Juventus player Granit Xhaka, man. Just amazing player. Yeah. He's gonna turn your team around. You you guys are gonna win the Serie A for more and more years to come. <sighs> Better Ronaldo is what I hear. <laughs> oh god, dear lord. You hear this kid? You hear this kid? Oh man. This boy was talking so much smack, I swear. So much. And I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. And then now he's all Kissing his ass, trying to make sure he's leaving and everything. And no, what, what do you mean? I hate him. I, I I hate to see him go, but I love Weston McKenney. I, I I still can't believe that that move could happen. I think it's it's very unfortunate, mm. but uh, you know what? If it's time for him to go, and um, I think Juventus is going to be the best best situation for him ever. Let, let, let me ask you something. Let me let, let me ask you something. <laughs> Why do I see that giant ass smile when you were saying all those <laughs> those words and stuff? Talking about oh, it's a sad it's, thing. It's, no. a, it's a it's a a tears of joy moment for me. You know, I just it's like I just it's it's a it's a bittersweet moment for me. You know? I'm looking at your face. You got no tears, <laughs> no tears. <laughs> Bullet from my Valentine over here. Tears don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways, speaking yeah. of Arsenal, and yeah, this is where one, the good news e- is coming one, through. Edward, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, I'm gonna start things off with that because of last week. Because who do you really think is gonna win? I told you, I'm not ever, 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 ever gonna pick Tottenham. Ever, 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 ever. I hate Tottenham. Tottenham stinks. They suck. They are overrated. You, you know what? They have to be rated in order to be considered overrated. This team is trash, and it proved it as they lost to Arsenal 3-1. to one. Tottenham had 53% of the possession, but no one cares about that because they ended up losing 3-1. to one. Arsenal outshot them 12-10. to 10. That doesn't matter because they won 3-1. to one. And the best part of all this, the best part, Edward. You know what was the best part, Edward? What's the best part? Jesus Christ, what took you so long? The best part was that we we both I, I got to witness a goal and assist by Smith Rowe and Saka. So this win was behind the brilliance of the two young players that I am so excited to see out on the field. 
this is the reason why I continue to watch Arsenal is because of these two players, and I'm happy. And Obama scored, so it, it it's just everything that I wanted in this game happened. They did well. Uh, props to Ramsey. Ramsey looks like that guy. It's it's more and more looking likely that you know Leno's going to probably be out the door because I think Ramsey just Aaron Ramsdale. My bad, Aaron Ramsdale. Looks like he could be that dude for this team, um, but everybody just—it it was just a really, just a really good game for Mars. It wasn't a perfect game, but it was, you know, hey, they won three to one against Tottenham, so they at least won the derby. Um, hopefully, this is a, a good sign for things to come for Arsenal. Don't—I wouldn't hold my breath on it, but hey, it's a. This is good. This is this is what you want to see your team doing, especially from your young players in Saka and Smithrow. Yeah. So, I mean, I know you're excited. Mm-hmm. So, especially with that fuck you, fuck you, fuck you thing. <laughs> what? You know, with that, with that fuck you, Edward. <laughs> well, because you, you tried to make me pick Tottenham. I didn't try to make you. I just literally said, no, you who do you t- think? You tried. You tried. You're like, who's good? who you got in this game? I was like, I'm going to pick Arsenal. Come on. No, no, you didn't listen to the question. That's what you said. You were trying to get me to pick Tottenham, and I and and fuck you for that one. You know what? Okay, when 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 Barcelona plays Real Madrid, who you who you got against Barcelona? When you pick Barcelona, okay, come on, come on. Who you really think is gonna win? <laughs> Actually, I probably should do that for Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund because we all know Borussia Dortmund is gonna win. Okay, okay, calm your tits. I'm just saying. Yeah. It, you couldn't even beat it with an unhe- with an unhealthy Robert Lewandowski. So, uh, just saying. Well, we'll see. We'll see. There's there's always time. There's always time. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, players of the week, Edward. Who's your player of the week? All right. So my player of the week is actually Gabriel Jesus from Man City. Week? Gabriel Jesus. Player of the week. No. What you said? Player of the week. No, player of the week. What? They come out like that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll check it out later. But yeah, it was a uh, no, we're not. Gabriel. <laughs> we're not gonna, Spencer's the one that's gonna check it out later. <laughs> Shush. Anyway, <laughs> my player of the week is Gabi Jesus from uh, he from Man City. He scored the winning goal in Man City's one zero win against Chelsea. So you know, gotta give him props for that one. That was a big win for Manchester City. Yeah, it really was. Chelsea has been a pain in the ass recently. Obviously, they lost the Champions League final to them. Uh, yeah, no, it was. It, I, I've said my things about Gabby Jesus. I'm still, I still stand by it. Um, yes, <laughs> he is a red card waiting to happen. It, it's happened multiple times at this point. So, uh, but no, I, but I still like Gabby Jesus. I still think he's a really good player. Um, yeah, doesn't get many. Doesn't get. I, I feel like he just doesn't get much time as much. I don't know. I feel like I don't really see him that often on the field. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, this is like literally the first time I think that we put Gabby Jesus in the player of the week. Oh, no, that's for sure. But, I mean, great win for him, though. Yeah, great win for him, Man City. Um, Which must, Hector, hurt, must, must, must hurt for you. Okay, well, as a Manchester United fan, what's, what's worse, Man City winning or Chelsea winning? I don't know. I think I want to say Man City. Oh, I guess this sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
that's why I was like, ah, uh, I mean, I Gabby Jesus is a player. So, but like I said, he's a red car waiting to happen. Got the fuse of like, what, half of a freaking wick of dynamite. He just makes some careless mistakes. Like, it's yeah. really just what it is. Yeah. Well, all right, Hector. Who's your player of the week? Um, uh, you know, uh, everyone's favorite American player, Yazzie Zardes. Okay. Uh, he scored two goals in the Columbus Crew's 2-1 win against Club de Foot of Montreal. Club de Foot? Yeah, that's what the, you, you want to look it up? No, I believe you. I believe you. I don't know. It didn't sound like you believe me. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now for you. I like how I put Club de and the first thing that pops up is Club de Cuervos. Oh, I love that show. There you go. Club de Foot, Montreal. I feel like I, like, when I say Club de Foot, I feel like I'm saying Omelette du, like from that episode of, of, uh, Omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah, those episodes would never, they, they're not going to make shows like that anymore. Mm-mm. But yeah, so Jazzy Zaras ends up scoring two goals in Columbus Crew's 2 1 win against Montreal Impact, or, well, now Club de Foot, Montreal. Um, I mean, Jazzy just had a great game. He just had a really good performance. I mean, there's a reason why he gets called for the U.S. men's national team. Well, at least for the Gold Cup. But, I mean, you know what? With, with Right now, where things are going with the U.S. men's national team, where I still have my questions about the number nine spot, I really don't hope, <laughs> really don't hope to see Jazzy's artist out there. But it wouldn't shock me if to see Jazzy's artist out there. <laughs> if that makes any sense, Edward. I don't think he's going to be an option because I think with Giacchini, um, uh, what's his name, Josh Sargent, obviously, even though I don't really rate Josh Sargent that highly anymore, um, with with um, with uh, PFOC, uh, you know, like with all the other forwards right now that are kind of rising in 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 uh, in Europe, I you know I think Jazzy Zardes is kind of slowly dwindling down, um, and then even seeing like. Uh, Matthew, hopefully, hopefully we get to see Matthew Hoppy again because I think I like him. I want to see him in the number nine spot. Just, I mean, at this point, we got to just try out everybody as we go, right? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so no props to Gabby Jesus and Yazzie Zardes for being our players of the week. I believe this isn't the first time we had Yazzie Zardes on. No, I think, I think, I think, I think you had him, uh, a few podcasts ago, actually. Yeah, I, I feel like I picked Yazzie Zardes, and that, that one was like where you were like, really? No, actually, no. The yeah. one you went the most really at was uh, was when I picked Chicharito. That yeah, was, uh, the, 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 that was the really. Yeah, this is this, this is actually the second time we featured Jazzy's artist, and the first time we okay. featured Gabby Jesus. So, yeah, props to these guys, and uh, you know those are our players of the week. All right, so yeah, obviously it's Friday. Yeah, this is what you're hearing this episode. So I got a. Let you know some guy, uh, some games are coming up this weekend that you you should probably keep an eye on. And I, I <laughs> what was that? What <laughs> you should probably keep an eye on? Um, I don't know. I feel like now nah, I probably haven't done it here, but I've done that before. Oh, All okay. Right. So for the MLS, I have Atlanta United versus Montreal Club de Foot Montreal. <laughs> so Atlanta United, you know, trying to get get into that playoff spot. Montreal, I mean. Looks pretty decent this year. So, we'll see. And that looks we'll, like a game. And a, 
I feel like we've uh, we've seen this game way too many times in, within this year. But El Trafico, LA Galaxy versus LAFC, it doesn't disappoint. It's such a good matchup. So why not go ahead and watch it again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and, why not? Uh, yeah. I feel, I think every time it's El Trafico, I just say go just watch El Trafico. You're gonna like El Trafico. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna be well, depending where you live, it's gonna be super late at night because obviously it's in LA. If, if shocking if you guys haven't realized that both these teams are in LA. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be a super late super late game time. I know I'm there with you. That game is super late. But if you're in the East Coast, it's really late. Um, but it's a good game to watch. Like it, it's a good it's a good game to watch to try to fight sleep with. Um, yeah, pretty much. So, try to stay awake. Try to stay awake. <laughs> really, it is. Um, in the NWSL, we have the Chicago Red Stars taking on the Orlando Pride. There is a picture of of Kalia of Kalia Watt. You know, obviously JJ Watt's wife, um, who's also Brian Cushing's. Hey, full circle moment there. Yeah, episode fifty six. Brian Cushing. Here we go. We're talking about Brian Cushing's sister in law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she had a picture of her like training with Chicago. And uh, the gains on her. <laughs> the gains. The gains. The gains. Yeah. She's she's been working out with JJ. I could definitely I can definitely tell. <laughs> Damn. Probably doing like six feet box jumps like he does. Probably. But yeah. So Orlando Pride versus Chicago Red Stars, and then a little a little Northwest rivalry as the Portland Thorns take on the OL Rain. If you guys don't know where the Ola Rain is, they're 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 in uh, they're in Seattle. That uh, also that team also got bought by Olympic Leon. That's why the OL part is. If you guys look at their jerseys, this is exactly like Leon jerseys, by the way. So there's that. Um, in Liga MX, I have Juarez versus Monterrey. Juarez not looking too bad, man. <laughs> not looking too bad at all. Surprisingly, I did not expect that. I never expect that. I don't expect Juarez to be good. Don't know why. I think it's just because the jerseys are ugly to me. Damn. <laughs> I really have no logic here. because I, One, I don't know Juarez that well. I do believe Marco Fabian plays there. That's the only thing I can I can think of about Juarez. But they're playing Monterrey. And Monterrey is also coming off a big win as well. Uh, and then the, the uh, El Clásico de Guadalajara. Chivas versus Atlas. Which, I mean, oh, last, yeah. last week we featured Super Classico. Now we're featuring the Classico of Guadalajara. I don't think that's what it's called. I don't think that's necessarily... I don't think that's what it's called. Atlas versus Chivas. How oh, is that not the first one that pops up? Classico Tapatio. Wow, there you go. Classico. Yeah. I was not expecting that one. <laughs> I was not expecting that name. Is that where Tapatio comes from? They come from Guadalajara? Yeah. I think it should. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, just, you named this rivalry after it. I hope, I hope Tapatio has a connection to Guadalajara. <laughs> I mean, I know Vicente Fernandez has that song about Guadalajara. But anyways, yeah. Chivas versus Las Clásico Tapatio. Now, we're, lear- we're all learning. <laughs> um... And in League One, I have Leo versus Marcial, and Rennes versus, versus PSG. Basically, I'm saying PSG just because I mean, at some point, Messi's got to score a goal, right? 
Yeah, just keeping an eye on on, on him. And I think I think he, I think he's going to be okay for the clash with uh, Chelsea for the Champions League too. They say that he's going to be okay for it. Chelsea. I mean, yeah, uh, Man City. I'm sorry. Man City. Sorry, I'm tripping. Sorry, sorry. Tripping. tripping. <laughs> I was like, where did Chelsea move? I know Chelsea's got Chelsea has uh who are they who are they playing? Is it a no? It's not a Liverpool Madrid. Liverpool has a Liverpool Madrid. Yeah. Who's Chelsea with? I know Chelsea has a good team. In their group. Let's see. Uh, can't remember. Juventus. That's 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 the team. Okay. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was Juventus, but I was like, mm, I don't want to say the wrong team again because I already said Chelsea. <laughs> you didn't want to go over two. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah. So those are the games uh, for League One in Bundesliga. You have Wolfsburg versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. I mean, Mönchengladbach came got the upset against Dortmund. Um, so hopefully they can they can keep they can um you know build off of that. But they're gonna go be taking on Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. I mean, they're not terrible, but I mean they're in the Champions League. And no, also, they're not terrible. John John Brooks there, so you know. And the other game is Borussia Dortmund versus Augsburg. Because, you know, they just lost to Borussia Mönchengladbach. They want to definitely bounce back on that one. Uh, yep. And unfortunately, it's Augsburg that's going to have to deal with uh, a pissed-off Erling Alon. So, Oh, yeah. Very <laughs> pissed-off. So there's that. In Syria, ah. Uh, that's going to be an ongoing joke there. Um, you got the rivalry in Torino, the Derby, Torino versus Juventus. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, I don't know. Uh, Torino's not necessarily a great team, but I mean, it's it's a but rivalry. It's, it's, it's a rivalry game. It's a rivalry. You never yeah. know. You really never know. And Atalanta versus AC Milan. That might be, be the, that that would be the enticing game to be honest. Um, yeah, it is. In La Liga, we have the singing bit going because we have Atletico Madrid versus Barcelona. Oh man! Ooh, is there going to be a tie, or is there, are we going to have a winner or a loser? Let's go for Barcelona winning that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Well, once again, if you guys want to understand the rules of the singing bed, the loser is going to have to sing for an outro for a future episode once answer you know edits it all nice and right. Um. We'll let you know when it does. If it, it will, you know, obviously you'll hear it at the end. If if the song gets, if you see hear the song, um, obviously, I, I'm I'm on the way. Um, but yeah, so when you know, if the, there's a if there's a loser, they have to sing a randomly selected song from a list that was given by the listeners, some of us, but mostly the listeners. So it's a randomly selected song. So you know if. Obviously, if Barcelona loses, everyone's got to sing. If Atletico Madrid loses, well, Spencer's got to sing. If it's a tie, nothing happens, but it does get added to our points in the table. So I, I, I want, I want Spencer to sing something in Spanish. Well, there's only one song in Spanish. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Bad Bunny song. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. And the uh, other game is Villarreal coming off of a. Big draw against Real Madrid. Can't believe I'm saying that. Um, we'll be taking on Real Betis. 
Oh, but it's, they're they're a fun team to watch. So. Isn't um, let's say, I was about to say, damn, isn't uh, Christian Tellez in there? Betis still? Yeah, he's still there. Um, I think that's the only thing you can say. Um, he's there. Um, obviously Andres Guardado. Uh, Bellerin's there. I think um. Diego Lainez. Oh, yeah, that's right. Diego Lainez? Diego Lainez, yeah. Yeah. I um, think he's there, too. That's right. Bellerin is there. Yeah. I'm a bust. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that kid? <laughs> All, the, the only thing I remember from Diego uh, Lainez is just that that meme that came out of from from um, Miazga. Jesus. Oh, the, one, should... the, one, the one with the with the height? You must be this tall. Yeah. That's uh, it hurts me as a short person, but I mean, yeah, that, that, it it was funny. It was still funny to see that. Anyways, but yeah, so that is La Liga, and then in English Premier League, we already have a heavyweight bout: Liverpool versus Manchester City. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good one, and I think Kelsey will be paying attention to that one, and so will Spencer. That's right. <laughs> New Manchester City fan, uh, Spencer. So, I mean, Spencer, I think he made a good pick because, I mean, I, I mean, I know how you feel about the, the, the white jersey, but I think the white jersey is the best jersey from Manchester City because um, that blue jersey just, is just boring. Anyways, and, and the other game is Brighton versus Arsenal. Um, I still have a lot of hatred towards Brighton because of them injuring Leno. Um, mm-hmm. And essentially is the reason why Emmy Martinez became such a high... Uh, a highly touted uh, goalkeeper afterwards. So, yeah. So, uh, fuck you, Brighton, um, from all that. But, but, yeah. So, can Arsenal continue their form from from that big win against Tottenham, which they won 3-1? to one? You guys want to remember, Arsenal beat Tottenham 3-1. to one. Just, just, just in case you guys forgot. Arsenal beat. What did, what did, people, what did people forget again? That Arsenal beat Tottenham 3-1. to one. Oh, okay. No, I'm just checking. You know, I just wanted to make sure that you know you didn't repeat yourself too many times. No, you know we can't we can't have that. You know, Arsenal did beat Tottenham three to one. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break as we go ahead and remind you again that Arsenal beat Tottenham three to one. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. You guys are gonna hear an ad read. You're not gonna hear anything about Arsenal beating Tottenham three to one in that ad read, but we'll go ahead and and wrap up this show with a three up three down. That also probably will not feature that Arsenal beat Tottenham three to one. But there's that. So Arsenal beat Tottenham three to one. I literally counted this seven times in this one sentence, giant sentence. Arsenal beat Tottenham three to one. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience on Audible, but you'll also be supporting InsertNameFC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we are back. Arsenal did beat Tottenham 3-1. to um, <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. So, anyways, um, 
303 down, and this topic is uh, reviews, re- critic, critical reviews. Well, maybe not critical, but just reviews in general. Um, so we ended up finding reviews on things that either we thought was funny or things that maybe we we just thought were either hilarious or just really sad and, and all that. So it, it it's really kind of like how three down could just be really bad reviews, like really negative reviews or just reviews that we find that people actually took the time to go ahead and tell you about their experience or, and then obviously our three up is the ones we find hilarious. But, um, but yeah, so reviews are just an interesting thing. I think it's, it's just interesting that someone actually takes the time out of their day to let you know either how good this establishment was or how terrible it was. There's no in between, but, or if there is, I really don't notice it. I mean, how do you feel about these reviews? Okay, be honest with me. Do you actually like look at the reviews to really decide whether or not you're going to go to this place? I mean, I'm not even going to say the name of the place. I'm just going to find the funny ones. No, I'm just saying like, well, I'm I'm going to say the place. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm just saying like, do you like look at the reviews to judge whether or not you're going to go to, to a location? Well, with me, when it comes to that, I usually tend to um, go to the places I've already been to. So it's never really about, mm-hmm. never, never really, um, honestly, never really when about, I go that, to, about that. When I go to places that are different, it's honestly because the person I'm with wants to go to that place. <laughs> I've never like, oh, I hate with, okay, so if I, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, she always like she tries to get me to pick to go places, and it's kind of pointless because like every place that I end up picking, she's already gone there. But like I mean, I I'm I'm glad that she tries to make me go outside of my my comfort zone by making me pick the place. But I mean, like honestly, I'd just rather go wherever she wants to go. Like I I'll just be a good ride or die. But I mean, like good God, like it, 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 there's a lot of pressure when it comes to especially. I think it's specifically because of her. Like if I were to like. I think because of like how she likes going to like different places like restaurants and coffee shops. And I'm like, man, I can't fuck this up. But but yeah. So there's some pressure there. I think if it's just anybody else, I'll just like randomly pick a place. But I think for them, I actually try to put some effort in and actually like pick like a decent spot. But anyways, we'll start with Spencer. Uh, so his three down is number three. This guy said their food is so good. It's making my butt spread like rumors. Wow. <laughs> my side was hurting when I <laughs> my butt was spreading like rumors. <laughs> I've never heard that analogy before. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> that's that's crazy, bro. <laughs> my butt spread like rumors. <laughs> that's a good one. I, I'm gonna try to use that one. <laughs> that's a Oh man, the things you find on Yelp reviews. All right, number two is this guy said that he got a car wash and the clerk was screaming for five minutes at someone who wasn't talking, and ended it with a that it had a weird smell. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that's definitely not a good experience at a car wash. No, and then number one. Is this review like so? Do you do you want me to not say the name of these places? 
For me, it's up to you, bro. Okay. It's not, um... So this is a, a, a review of La Donuts at Anaheim, <laughs> California. So if you're from Anaheim, this is a review for La Donuts. And it's actually not a bad review. It's a five-star review. And let's let's see what this, this thing has. I really love this place. I have been going since it opened. I had the hugest crush on the daughter of the owner. And I would come in after class when I was in junior high and try to talk to her. But the skate store next door opened up and all the skaters got to her and one of them got her pregnant. I never saw her again. Oh, yeah. The donuts and good. And they... The, I, I'm guessing he's trying to say the donuts are good. And they will usually hook you up with a free donut to try. Hmm. Well, talk, well, then. Talk about, putting on, talk about putting this girl's personal life out there. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. Like the ones that go out of their way. Like, does he really have to mention this in, in a Yelp review? No. Right. I'm not mad that he didn't, though. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, uh, that's, that's funny. All right. Edward, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. So we're doing the three down first? Right? Yeah, three down. All right. All right. So, all right. So, three down. Here we go. So this is actually it's it's a DVD or Blu-ray movie. I'm pretty damn sure y'all will guess what movie it is just by saying whatever. Ooh, so I, I want to guess this. So okay, so I couldn't get through 20 minutes watching The Rock and Kevin Hart play old men who know nothing of video games is boring. I can't believe this made money. Oh, uh, uh, uh Jumanji. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Bro, really?" Like, I, I love, I love, I love as soon as I heard Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart the Rock, I was like, "Ooh, this could be anything." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's, that, but the thing is, like, when they when when they put out who know nothing of video games is boring. I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "You kind of know what it is. You don't even have to do that." Uh, but I mean, it's, it's it's the Rock playing Danny DeVito. And Kevin Hart playing Donald Glover. Yeah. Or wait, no, Danny yeah. Glover. Danny Glover. We're gonna mess up with these with, with the Glovers. Yeah, we are. Okay, so alright, so here's my here's my here's my number two. So this was left at a restaurant. Don't really know the name. This is a pretty long one. Okay. <clears throat> I write this from my phone while sitting on the toilet because I ate here two hours ago <laughs> and now I cannot <laughs> stop pooping. <laughs> I got a steak bowl sense for some reason. The geniuses in the kitchen did not cook enough chicken and they ran out. There was a long line of people waiting for chicken from the kitchen and I figured I would just get steak rather than wait. The joke's on me. Now I'm suffering from some pretty violent sprays in my bathroom. Sounded like the scene from Dumb and Dumber where Harry dominated the bathroom and with his laxative field explosion of painful diarrhea. Chipotle steak. And I say the steak <laughs> because I normally order chicken and have never had issues has caused a dark, thick river of hate to come out of me that... <laughs> Vigo the Carapathian would be proud of. 
no janitor and no toilet deserves what is happening in here. Three stars because of at least the guacamole tasted good. <laughs> I was wondering what the what, how many stars this was in the can. <laughs> It literally got three stars, bro. The raging river. <laughs> the raging river of dark darkness. Like, oh, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, it was it was bad. It, it was bad. Man. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not a Chipotle guy, so. Then, okay, so at my number, my number one, and I must say where this was left because it's impartial. It's a very short comment. It got five stars, but it got left at a McDonald's. Someone reviewed a McDonald's? Somebody reviewed McDonald's. Wow. Thank you for helping me maintain my weight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to go from there. When they say <laughs> maintain, what are <laughs> don't, don't even get me started, dog. Don't even. I saw the picture. Don't even get me started, dog. The picture. There's a picture. The picture of the girl. Yes. I mean, the person. Well, it's a girl. Uh, is does she play softball? Uh, she would play in the infield. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> But yeah, that's my number one because I was like, what? I was like, how did you tell McDonald's? Thank you for watching me help or help me maintaining my weight, bro. I'm like, what? Oh, man. <laughs> All right, how, about, how about you, bro? Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, okay. Wait, wait. Uh, okay. So, my 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 three my three down starts with at number three. Um, let's see. Okay. <laughs> all right. So this comes from. All right, I'm just going to be straight up with you guys. The the, the three downs is going to consist of two restaurants and a strip club. Let's try. Let's see what you if you guys can figure it out. Oh, All damn. Right. All right, so this one was a one-star review. Came here for a drink and some decent food to end the night. What I ended up getting was a cold sore from a glass I drank out of. Oh. I've had this cold sore for, for about a week now. It don't seem to go away. I will not be going back. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> I will not be going back unless I see the dishwasher wash the. <laughs> I wish the dishwasher wash the glass in front of me, or they allow me to bring my own glass. In the meantime, I'll keep putting Vaseline on till I feel comfortable going back out for a drink. Damn, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. So, you want to guess which one's which one is this one? No, I don't actually. It was Chula's. <laughs> Ooh. So if you guys want to know, Chula's is a restaurant. If you guys want to know what a restaurant is, it's basically like Twin Peaks and Hooters. But Chula's is like the Hispanic version, I guess you can say. I'm not a fan of these re- of these locations. I like. I mean, the reason why I like. Okay, I'll say this. I like. I like Twin Peaks 
But the reason why I like Twin Peaks is because the food is actually pretty good. But Chula, yeah. one, I I stop. I, I refuse to go to Chula's now because every time I've gone, which has only been twice, they burned the frijoles. How do you burn burn frijoles? I don't know, but they did it. So, so th- there's my stance on on Chula's. I am I will not be going there ever, ever, ever again. Like people need to stop asking me if I want to go to Chula's because I will not go to Chula's. All right, my number two. Once again, you wanna you can you can try to guess what this is. actually that it the it, you get the answer. All right. All right. I took my nine-year-old son. <laughs> oh, here we go. I took my nine-year-old son here because that's where he wanted to go. <laughs> this what? Is, this is not a good start. Uh, Ten people in the restaurant. Okay, so now you guys know it's not a strip club. <laughs> we were seated by a girl that must have been having a bad day because she never said a word, just put the napkins on the table and walked off. We sat there for about 20 minutes without anyone saying a word to us. So after a bit longer, we got up and walked out without anyone anyone there ever speaking to us. Very disappointing experience, to say the least. I, I bet. And here's the other thing. I'm a regional director here in town, so I probably speak to a couple of hundred people a day. So instead of earning a customer, you created a person that will always tell people about my experience there. It was a one-star review, but... but <laughs> All right, the fact that this guy let his like set want you know the fact that his kid wanted to go to a restaurant, I think he just saw bombshells and thought it sounded cool. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's bombshells. Same thing. It's a restaurant, military theme. I went there once. All I'm gonna say is that my buffalo wings were cold, so I think that's <laughs> what you want. Um, the beer was okay, but I mean, that's not like they, it's not like they control the beer, but. But yes, <laughs> but the fact that it starts out with I took my nine year old son here because that's where he wanted to go. Like, t- to be honest, that is the last place I want to take a child to. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, all right. So obviously, obviously, the two restaurants are having covered. So you guys already know what the what the number one is. It's going to be a strip club. But to me, the craziest thing is that someone actually took the time to review a strip, strip club. club. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this was a one-star review. And I already like how this starts off. First of all, if I could give this club a zero star, I would for sure. I love that line. I love it so much. I've seen that one a lot. This club is absolutely not for tourists, anyone visiting to have fun. I would highly recommend going to V-Life. So she, okay, so she's already recommending somewhere else. Because at least you can request songs your group's like. Oh, you... I didn't know you can request songs at strip. I honestly didn't know about that. So first of all, they ran out of ones. Ooh, that's a big no-no. <laughs> Wait, what? Damn. How do you run out of ones? <laughs> How does a strip club run out of ones? Maybe they weren't clean. <laughs> they ran out of ones at 2 a.m. Secondly, the DJ, Spider, was trash. How the hell do you play absolutely no female artists? No Megan Thee Stallion, who is from Houston. No Cardi, no Nikki, no Mulatto, no City Girls, no nothing. All male rappers, but nobody that I recognize. And I'm a dancer, so I know this club could have been could have been lit if they only played songs that women like. I literally could have been a better DJ. Dang. This girl knows the business. 
I have nothing. It's a long one. I have nothing against male artists, but they didn't even play the big rappers like damn, no da baby, no money bag, yo. Needed more like needed more little Dirk, no G Herbo, no yo Gotti. Okay, she didn't put that there. <laughs> that was me. Thirdly, I asked the DJ to play a song and even offered to pay $20 for at least one song so that I didn't feel like I wasted my money. That's where you felt like you didn't waste your money? But yes, Damn. it was a total waste of money. I mean, okay. Fourth, wow, there's like, it keeps going. The DJ hype man talked way too damn much. So when they played the two, literally only two <laughs> songs that I recognized, both Chicago rappers, Lil Dirk and Von the DJ talked over the whole damn song. Kept saying, throw some ones. <laughs> well, there's the reason why they look at, they ran out of ones. <laughs> what, da- <laughs> what, what damn ones? <laughs> Y'all didn't have any. <laughs> I like how this lady is basically having like a conversation with herself as she's going with this. No, man. I'm sorry, but I would not recommend this club for any persons visiting from out of town to wait in line for over an hour. Jesus Christ. Just to get in the club, but and it'd be no good music. Happy I didn't play the skip line. Also, I never, uh, never been to a club in which you didn't see the club slash floor manager. Uh, okay, but I would I would recommend y'all to go to V Live because the music was much more recognizable, and the DJ was actually DJ actually was interactive, and took music requests at no expense. However. The one good thing about this club was that it's lots of people, mainly the townies, not to mention townies. People, is that like a, a thing? <laughs> Call someone a townie? Not to mention, absolutely none of the strippers knew how to actually dance on the pool. I think she meant pole. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, they could barely <laughs> shake their ass. <laughs> you know, she's from the ghetto. I mean, the girl, like, she's like, she knows the industry. I mean, she must be, like, she might be a stripper. She might be, yeah, she might have been a stripper back in the day. She said, they didn't play no, no, no Nikki, no Meg the Stallion, who's from Houston. And by the way, if you guys want to know what strip club this is, this is Club Onyx. Um, oh. And if, <laughs> if you guys want to know about Houston in general, Club Onyx is probably like the most featured strip club in like Houston rappers. Like, and it's it yeah it's it's a it, it's a black strip club so um no yes <laughs> but I I I love all that description the fact that she basically put herself out there as I am the expert of this is 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 comical to me but yeah probably a disgruntled stripper like they used to work there <laughs> maybe okay. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Now, Spencer's three up. All right. At number three, gave four stars because you guys didn't have to, if you guys can notice, there was four stars on the on the thing. Oh, this is a crackle barrel. Great. Gave four oh, stars because wow. while the service and food were all a real delight, well, I never, a real delight. The manager that looks like Rick from Pond <laughs> Was constantly talking loudly around us into his earpiece like he was in the CIA. 
While moving tables and chairs around, he was barking out Bias and converting metrics on five apples, five ounces, which sounded like a code for human traffic intentions. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. After I loudly commented on it, I could tell he got the point as he peered at me from around the corner like he was casing the joint to steal all the delicious hash brown casserole. Each time I would... <laughs> Each time I would look up at him, he would quickly pretend to not be staring at me as I assume he does around dressing rooms in department stores. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Damn. I did enjoy my meal as much as someone could in this scenario, but this guy needs to go. If he needs if he needs to feel important, he should buy a trophy for himself. Damn. Wow. This dude here. Shots fired, man. This guy went for the jugular at Cracker Barrel. Yeah, he did. I do love Cracker Barrel. So that's his number three. Number two is is a is a review for a Wanger sixteen nine 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 Swiss Army knife giant, and that is that is quite the Swiss Army knife. Yeah, I saw it actually. It's a three star review, and the the caption is "Changed my life." Received this knife as a gift for my 18th birthday. Jesus Christ! Wish I have known. Wish I'd known about known what it what it was because as soon as I touched it, I grew a mustache and became a Navy SEAL. Damn! <laughs> Mom fainted and my dad laughed and handed me a beer. I was born a girl. <laughs> Minus two stars because my my breasts were really nice. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was a good one for uh, Spencer. Applause. Applause given to you, sir. All right. And number one is a one-star review for Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> oh, I know why he got it. I, I saw I read that one. I understand that and one. The, and the heading starts with congratulations, EA. You earned yeah. one star. Additional stars. What? Okay. No, I read the review. All right. Uh, All right. Congratulations, EA. You earned one star. Additional stars can be purchased for five forty nine each. <laughs> yeah, because uh, their DLC stuff, like the, the extra stuff. Yeah. It's like you gotta you gotta pay for the skins and shit like that. Yeah, Star Wars Battlefront. That was that was such a shit show. It was a fun game. It just fucked like the original. The original Battlefront was. I uh, know, but I'm I'm not a fan of, of the of the current one. Of the current ones uh, that they've been. Uh, yeah, I I blame I blame Madden Ultimate Team and, and FIFA Ultimate Team. But yeah. anyways, Edward, what's your three up? Okay, so my three up is this is a bad one. It's a one star review. So, this one is, this is an experience. Okay, so this was a while back, though, but I thought it was just hilarious. Was like, my experience at the restaurant lasted for about two seconds. I went in, asked them if they had meatballs, and the waiter smirked at me, yelled, You can meet these meatballs, and then proceeded to flipping the table in front of him. One star because I never got to meet those balls. This place doesn't deliver on what they offer. Dang. So I mean, I guess the fucking uh, what you call it the the waiter. I guess he's got some balls. The audacity! I know, dude. 
That was so bad. All right. Okay. So let me see. Oh, damn. So, okay. My number two. So my number two is actually a long one because it's a four. It's a four star. The reason why it's a four star, it's because so the way they did this review, it was the Kung Fu's. Um, the Foo Fighters Kung Fu fighting song. The Foo Fighters. Yeah. Well, okay, not the Foo Fighters, but like uh, back in the seventies, I think it was like. Yeah, you know that song. Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. Yeah. So this one, okay. So this one goes. Ah, damn, my phone's about to freaking die. This charger doesn't want to work. Man, come on, work! Damn you. This is great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, okay, so here we go. So, okay. so he goes, everybody is Kung Fu dining. <laughs> the service is fast as light. <laughs> Although that Xiaolong is a bit unexciting, it's the review of the day that I'm writing. <laughs> fucking pissed. <laughs> You're a diamond in the rough, a brilliant ball of dough. You could be a work of art if that's the way you'll go. <laughs> now that would it take to break to make it a little less bland with more filling and spices? The lines would never end. <laughs> Everybody is kung fu <laughs> He just repeats himself with that same shit all over again. That's impressive. Yeah, and then he goes, they're just one small thing. Why is it so hard to see? Maybe it's just because there's too much MSG. <laughs> the journey's the only one. <laughs> so much more than we know. <laughs> but sometimes you've got to go go on and be your own hero. Everybody was kung fu dying. <laughs> oh my God. And then that's he, that's the a end, lot of time. <laughs> I know, I know. And then at the end he goes, pro tip, great value and fast homemade noodles, buns and pot stickers. A little bland SMGE, but way better than those Asian fast food places. So it's like he did this whole fucking review with the whole kung fu fighting. If you read it with the song, like I was in my head, I was, I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. I was like, I can't believe he wrote that shit so fucking much. All right. And then my number one, my number one is actually to a barbershop. And I don't know where this barbershop is actually located, but it's called the main barbershop and it's pronounced M-A or it's spelled M-A-N-E. Alright? So, so this one, this one here, it goes, <laughs> he, got, he got five stars. Shout out to my man Henry who not only didn't mention the highest part I ripped in his chair but casually aimed the blow dryer at my crotch for about 15 seconds while pretending to be distracted by the TV to save us both. True professional. Haircut is always uh, also always on point if you care about that sort of thing. <laughs> so this dude got a five-star review because he was like, oh shit, he fucking ripped it in my chair. Let me go ahead and point the fucking blow dryer and look up at the freaking TV and pretend I'm actually watching whatever's on TV. For a good 15, 20 seconds. 
Hey, man, I mean, that's, you got, that, that's love. That's love that, right that, there. That, that right there, that right there, yeah. Like, I, knowing myself, I would have busted out laughing, dude. <laughs> All right. So those are my number threes. Top threes. All right, here's my. All right, so here's my three up. So <laughs> this one is, I, I don't know the location, this is, but it's a five star review. Doctor Lee is very professional. I had an embarrassing anal fissure that I put off, wow. <laughs> but I'm glad he was able to take a look at it. He didn't make any off remarks and was not only knowledgeable but also not overly academic when talking about it. It put me at ease. Edit. Whoever voted that this post is funny is an insensitive jerk. Edit two. Stop voting funny. (laughs) Well, first of all, (laughs) well, first of all, who in their right mind tends to post about anal fissures? I loved it. Anything that has to do with anal fissures, I'm just like, well, damn. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number two is, uh, <laughs> it is a review of the Alameda County Santa Rita Jail. Oh, wow. <laughs> as far as go. jails go, this is the creme de la creme. First off, <laughs> you didn't need a ride here. They pick you up from anywhere in the county. Sometimes they even get you out of bed and bring you, and it's all free of charge. I'm fucking pissed. (laughs) So that's my number two. And my number one is the entire kitchen. It's a one-star review. The entire kitchen and waitstaff saw an ice cream truck and ran outside, leaving me alone in the restaurant. Ten minutes later, they all came back with ice cream cones. I still can't believe this actually happened. I mean, when the paletero comes through, you know, you gotta go. You know, that shit, this, this shit is like, quick. to me, this is honestly relatable for me. Like, cause I would be, I would be that kitchen in Wayne's theft. I mean, I wouldn't blame you. Like, especially if it's like a paletero that has like the chips and everything, dude. Oh, I would so go to that. The Mexican lollipops and stuff. The Mexican, uh, the what's called the rocket pops and all that stuff, bro. Yep. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, totally. All right. So hope you guys enjoyed that. But that's the show. We want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. You can you can go ahead and check out their website www.bellyupsports.com. We might actually make a. Se- I think we might have to think about making a segment of us just reading like off the wall reviews. <laughs> oh God. Like do like an alt like start alternating like three up three down, you know, like reading reviews or some crazy ass story. We, we might we might think about that. that's a that's a, that don't worry about it. But yeah, shout out to the <laughs> Belly Up Podcast Network. You can you can check them out at www.bellyupsports.com. Um, it'll show you great articles written by throughout the great staff at Belly Up. Um, Belly Up is looking for interns, so if you guys are interested, go ahead and hit them up as well. Um, if you definitely want to build up your portfolio, uh, Belly Up is is actually really good uh, at helping you build your brand because obviously you can help some guys like us build up our, our following and that'll look really good on your resume. I guarantee it. Um, yep. uh, we also want to shout out the Unhinged Radio, which is powered by Belly Up. If you guys aren't aware or you guys haven't you've been living under a rock, Unhinged has, has 
meshed with Belly Up. Even though Unhinged is still the Unhinged brand, we are part of the Belly Up family. So the Unhinged Radio is still alive and well, uh, but with the assistance of Belly Up, um, you can all you can listen to us on Fridays at twelve Central Time. Um, part of Football Fridays with Gridiron Gal- uh, Gridiron Gallery with Zach, um, which you, hopefully you guys heard before us because he's he's the one that leads that starts Football Fridays. But yeah, so you guys can follow them on Twitter at Radio Unhinged, so you'll be notified when we're live, and of course all the great unhinged programs as well as some of the great programs from belly up. So go ahead and follow them on Twitter at radio Unhinge. shout out to Alejandra Gomez and AG graphics, her company for the creation of the insert name FC logo. Follow her on Instagram at a G graphics with an X. Once again, it's at a G graphics with an X. We love Alejandra. We love the logo. We're going to praise her name. And if you need a logo done, uh, Alejandra is your girl. Yeah, love you, Alejandro. And shout out to—I feel like we—we we need to do something more for. I mean, we kind of did something more for Spencer. We named our award after Spencer. Um, but shout out to Roosevelt Spencer, the producer of this show. You hear the intro, you hear the outro. You know, it, it's just that's—you know—you guys get hype when you hear it. Um, but you can follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. If you guys need a beat done for your show or maybe you're uh, trying to become a musical artist, well, hit up Spencer because uh, you hear you hear what we got. Come on. You know you want you, you know you want some. And hey, uh, a, uh, a review from Kelsey. Spencer is an, the ultimate professional. So five stars. So there you go. Yeah. So it's not from us. It's from Kelsey. Kelsey doesn't know Spencer. As a matter of fact, Kelsey didn't know Spencer's first name is Roosevelt. So, there you go. (laughs) But yeah, so, shout out to Spencer. Um, That is the show, man. Thanks for listening to episode 56. Thanks again to Stuart Cavanaugh and Paul Banks from After Extra Time. Make sure you guys check those guys out as well. Uh, Make sure you guys check out all of Stuart's stuff. Check out his his clothing store. Also, check out the, the, the books that he's come out, the show books that he has out. Or maybe you should go ahead and look into getting those books for your boys. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, so thanks for after extra time. Uh, thanks for giving us your time, and uh, hopefully we can we can do some more uh, some more some more partnerships with you guys in the near future. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening to episode fifty six. Catch us next week for episode fifty seven. That we should be having an interview. I'm really excited about this interview. Um, I'm just. Hopefully not trying to overhype it because I, you know, obviously it still needs to be happened, still needs to be done. Which by the time you hear this episode, it should have already been done. But it, it's going to be a good interview. It's an interview that I'm really excited to have been able to do, um, uh, and I just can't wait uh, to have it on episode 57. So be on the lookout for episode 57 because it's going to be a banger. Yes, sir. All right. So thanks for listening. Catch us next week. All right. Take.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.